The Fable delay continues to look bad for Xbox. If the rumors are true, I believe that they are, given that lots of what has come from Jez Corden has worked out to be right on the money recently with the Xbox showcase and Starfield skipping and doing their own. He got all that right, and now... All of the rumors about the Fable delay and the engine, we have an article from Game Rant attempting to explain all of this, and I gotta tell you, it sounds an awful lot like two games that you're not gonna wanna hear me say, Anthem and Halo Infinite. And I'm gonna walk through this article, one of the one of the quotes, some of the choice quotes, all those different things, and I'm gonna make my case and theorize what is going on with Fable? We already covered this in sort of a reaction upload, but I wanted to discuss this at length now that we have a new article from Game Rant. I'm going to put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the broadcast. That way you don't have to go searching for it. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you're following me, pressing like, and all of those things. So let me break this down for you. Again, I really think that when Jez Corden speaks on these issues, we should start listening given his accuracy and recent comments on the situation with the showcases. So I, I trust this these rumors and it's very, very worrisome. Now, the, the Game Rant article that I'm going to be using uh, right here kicks off by saying the story originates from an article by Windows Central editor Jez Corden, which covers how Microsoft's absence from the Game Awards capped off a pretty mediocre year for Xbox. Many people were looking at this and getting pretty upset and saying things like, where was Xbox? Why wasn't Xbox there? You know, what can we count on? And unsurprising that, you know, I, I think that was a fair request from Microsoft fans to be like, hey, I don't understand why is there such an absence of Xbox and Microsoft. What's going on? Well, I think Microsoft has answered with their showcase, and I'm looking forward to covering it, but I felt that it was actually an expected result from many people as to why were there no trailers? Why were there no announcements? Now, Fable and Halo, Fable and Halo, say that ten times fast, apparently have something in common. Near the end of the article, Corden discusses the problems with Fable and Halo Infinite's development. He attributes the issues with both both games to Microsoft's policies regarding contract workers and the use of third-party engines. Now, the engine policy is where things get a little awkward because I don't necessarily think this is a rigid policy with Microsoft. They have studios right now using third-party engines, so we don't know exactly what the policy is, how rigid it is. Is this something that's going to change with the uh, acquisition of Bethesda? Is Bethesda going to have to start shifting to other engines? I don't actually think it applies to Bethesda because they have an in-house engine that they like to use, the creation engine, and that's probably something that Xbox finds appealing. But what about Hellblade 2? What about Gears? I don't know if this is a company-wide policy, but according to Jess Corden, the policy with the engines and the contracted worker situation is an issue. So let's just first look at the engine policy. According to the report, Fable's slow development stems at least in part from Microsoft's policy of using game engines developed in-house by its subsidiary studios. Microsoft does not appear to be mandating any specific engine on the studios under its control. However, Microsoft reportedly wants its studios to use internally developed engines rather than third-party standbys like Epic Games' Unreal Engine. So, I think that's fair framing from Game Rant that they this is something that they would like to see. 
This is something that they're pushing for. They're not mandating it, but this is actually compounding with another policy that we've talked about in some of our coverage. So I don't want anybody to think that we're sitting here saying Microsoft is insisting that you can't use Unreal. That would be a ludicrous claim because we do acknowledge and know that like Gears and Hellblade 2 and other games and other titles are, are being built in the Unreal Engine. But the question is, how is this working in relation to the contractual policies at Microsoft and you also have to consider what happened with Anthem so before I even get to the contractual policies part let's just talk about the engine and having to build things that might not be there playground games is developing fable in a modified version of its in-house forza tech engine likely chosen for its ability to render large and visually stunning environments however it may not have all the features it needs for a third person action rpg like fable and this is when i'm going to talk about anthem if you read what happened with that game there were systems that had to be completely built from scratch the ability to fly was built from scratch they weren't the, the, the actual engine didn't have any of those systems and if you look at the forza tech engine they're not going to have any systems for third person action adventure animations damage damage reception damage output all those systems will have to be built from scratch now that's not necessarily a problem but that's a time sink that means that you're going to have to dump a lot of time into the actual engine itself you're going to have to put more dev time into making the game run making those systems now again i'm not trying to act like that means that this game is in a terrible spot and you know they're they're not going to be able to get this game out the door that's not what i am arguing what i'm arguing is that could be very similar to what we saw with anthem and not just anthem halo infinite This sounds like a similar situation to what we heard from Jason Schreier's article about 343 and contracted workers. The Game Rant article continues. A bigger problem is how this engine policy intersects with Microsoft's reliance on contractors. Now, I want to say something here. Microsoft is not the only company and they don't have the only studios relying on contractors. I'm not taking a cheap shot here and neither is Game Rant. Relying on contractors is normal. However... According to this report here, the company's policies reportedly result in higher than normal turnover with developers frequently needing to replace key staff members. In addition, these new contractors come in with little to no experience with Fable's modified Forza Tech engine, allowing development as the studio brings them up to speed. Reliance on contractors might still have been an issue even if Playground Games wasn't committed to using in-house engine, but doing so exacerbates the problem. So you have to imagine what's happening here. They didn't even include the 18-month policy, okay? Microsoft states company-wide, this isn't just applying to their games division, company-wide, if you're a contracted worker, you can only be there for 18 months. This is to avoid paying them benefits. And then after they're no longer working there, they can't come back, I don't think, for six months or something like that. Like, you can't just, like, sign a new 18-month contract. So what ends up happening is... Every single time somebody comes in, you have two problems sort of intersecting. You have constant knowledge and tech and expertise and efficiency loss because you have people that as soon as they get up to speed, they hit 18 months, they're folded into your teams, they're folded into your processes while they're walking out the door because their 18-month contract is up. That means they have to be replaced. That in and of itself is problematic. That gets worse when they have to come in and be trained on your in-house engine that they're unfamiliar with. 
anybody coming in to work on this project must be trained on the Forza Tech engine unless they've worked on it before. If they've worked on it before, obviously, that still is a problem because now they got to come back in. Where are we on the project? Have you changed any of the processes? Have you changed any of the pipelines or the workflow? They need to be brought up to speed on all of that stuff. This is why I think Unreal 5 is going to have a significant impact on the industry with so many companies switching to Unreal 5. Anybody you hire that's familiar with Unreal 5, they have so much knowledge they're bringing to the table. Maybe they come from a company where they learn some really, really great tricks and really, really great loopholes and things that you can do with the engine to expedite certain processes and certain things that you're trying to do. That is all knowledge gained. Well, you don't get that when you're using an in-house engine. So this sounds exactly like what happened with Halo Infinite. You got the slip space engine. According to reports, 50%, close to 50% of the 343 employees were on contracts, and they're walking out the door every 18 months, which means anybody new that comes in must be trained on the slip space engine. Right? Now, they say again on this same page that I was on, it is worth reiterating that these are still just rumors and conjecture. It's unlikely that anyone outside of Microsoft Playground Games and co-developer IDOS Montreal has a complete view of Fable's development. Still, it is a plausible explanation as to why fans have seen so little news about Fable in the last two years. I don't just think this is plausible. I think it's likely. I think it's believable. I think we've seen too many reports about this game having trouble with its engine, and now we have Jez Corden weighing in and saying, listen, I'm hearing that they're having trouble with the contraction, having too many workers on contract, and you got too many people you know, not familiar with this engine, and the engine's not really built for a game of this type. You have a lot of potential problems intersecting into one thing, which again, if we look at Halo Infinite, this sounds all too familiar. So I want to theorize what's going on first this could be another anthem there's a possibility we're dealing with an engine mismatch they chose this engine for i think good reason I, i don't think they chose it for bad reasons because when i saw that forza commercial during one of the press conferences i was like oh my gosh can you imagine if we could play an open world rpg with that level of graphical fidelity And I think like a couple of weeks later, this came out. It came out that Fable was being built with the Forza Tech engine. So I got really excited, but this could be an engine mismatch. It doesn't mean the engine's bad. It doesn't mean the developers are bad. It just means extra work is required, and you might end up with something on the other end that's not as polished or as good as you wanted. Unlike Anthem, I don't think this is a pre-production problem. Anthem wasn't just an engine mismatch. Anthem had pre-production problems. The people in charge were bad at making decisions. They were relying on the Bioware magic. I'm not trying to, to, to reduce Anthem's problems down to an Anthem mismatch. I'm sorry, an engine mismatch, but... This sounds all too familiar. This sounds like another time where we have an engine that's really good at certain things and you're using it for a game that you not might, maybe you shouldn't have, right? Even if they can end up using this Forza Tech engine successfully, unforeseen challenges and snags may exist. The other theory I have is this is another Halo Infinite, right? This honestly feels more worrisome than if it's another Anthem because I believe they could get around the engine mismatch problems. They could navigate that. They could figure some tricks out. Maybe we could end up with one of the best RPGs, open world games ever if they can figure those elements out because the Forza Tech engine is pretty impressive. But 
it's more worrisome if this is another Halo Infinite because Halo is just now about to finally land season three and it still has so many issues and problems and it's a flagship title that basically fell on its face. The sources that reported 343 having close to 50% of its staff on the 18 month contracts was really bad and if we have a similar situation with Fable, I'm incredibly worried about this title and what ends up coming out. Now, if you add that to the fact that Halo Infinite was using a slipspace engine, another in-house engine, and other rumors that they considered abandoning the slipspace engine for Unreal, and then you look at Fable, it just sounds like we're headed in the same direction. Constantly having to retrain new contract workers will create a tires-in-the-mud feeling. If you're familiar with when you get stuck in the mud and you're spinning your tires, eventually the car starts to slide backwards. It's not just slowing you down, it's causing regression. It's causing a loss. It's difficult to take numerous rumors and leaks about troubled dev and engine issues at this point and just throw them over our shoulder and say, none of this is real. I had somebody in my chat this morning before I went live saying, these rumors have been debunked. Where? I've looked. I don't see any debunking of these rumors. This Game Rant article was just published. I'm doing the show on January the 13th. They published this two days ago. This is fresh. They're basically looking at the whole scope, giving a whole summary of what we know and what we've heard. There's been no debunking of these rumors. Now, when you have elements of the leaks and rumors lining up with things that we heard about Halo Infinite, it gets even more compelling and more convincing. We've seen things like this, not just in Halo Infinite, but also in Anthem. You start to look at the industry and think, this is concerning. And I saved the most concerning thing for last. There's a pattern emerging at studios underneath Microsoft's ownership. Creative directors are leaving. This could be related to the 18-month contract policy of we just can't keep people. Our creative visions are getting destroyed by the cyclical nature of this. This is not working, right? Underneath Microsoft's setup, we could have something that's not necessarily toxic, but antithetical to creativity, which is driving creative directors away. The Forza 5 creative director just left, along with five other Playground Studio employees, to start a new studio. Now, Playground... Studio Playground Games is working on Fable, and this creative director and staff are reportedly not associated with Fable. They're just Forza 5. So that could just be completely unrelated, and they could just be leaving because, you know, Forza 5 has been shipped. However, Halo Infinite lost its creative director very recently. That's after multiple creative directors left Halo Infinite. Everwild from Rare, Rare making Sea of Thieves, their awesome game that we've seen, you know, sneak peeks and and concept art from Everwild, that creative director has reportedly left as well. If this is a pattern, then Fable could be the next troubled game underneath Microsoft's watch. My conclusion, it's really hard to formulate a theory where nothing is wrong and this game's going to be amazing. It's really hard to do that. I can't read any of these tea leaves, any of these leaks or rumors, and look at any of these patterns and say, oh no, 
Fable is well on its way. Big titles tend to require big teams, and the pattern at Microsoft is that it's baked in with two significant challenges. You're using in-house engines due to outside talent being unfamiliar, and then you're compounding that problem of unfamiliarity with your in-house engine with an 18-month contract policy. I continue to hope that I am wrong, and that 2023 and beyond proves that good games can come from Microsoft-owned studios. Even if Redfall and Starfield managed to impress most of the dev work done on those was outside of microsoft's ownership i think we have to look beyond starfield and redfall i do starfield and redfall could land in 2023 and be solid games and make microsoft look like hey they're well on their way but you have to remember those games were deep into development prior to the acquisition same with games like Deathloop. Deathloop was basically done and shipped and already under contract with Sony before it was under ownership of Microsoft. Beyond these titles, we need big games like Fable and Hellblade 2 and even more. I mean, Microsoft needs to have a consistent tone here. You can't just have one good year. That isn't going to fly. That's not going to work with an ecosystem that's supposed to be play anywhere, have Game Pass, play on the cloud. You need these big titles to land. And Fable should not be underestimated as a franchise that many people are looking forward to and hoping turns out really well. So that's my show open. If you're watching on the talk, uh, thank you. That was a 16-minute show open monologue. I had so many notes, combed through this as as best as I absolutely could. Anybody accusing me of just being a hater? I put a lot of work into this show. I really am worried about Fable. I want to know what you guys think about what I said, about the uh, the opening monologue there. If you're new to my stream and you've never been here before, I am a safer-work broadcaster, so you can throw me on in the background of your day. I want to know what you think about this. Smash that like button. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. What's up, Reforge? Enjoying your schedule. Nice to have some gaming info every morning. Hey, thank you very much. You can treat me like that daily podcast radio show that you throw on in the background of your day. I greatly appreciate that. There's negative content and constructive criticism going over concern. This negative mentality only comes from a fan base who cannot accept negativity as criticism because you have a narrative. I'm not sure what you're saying. This negative mentality only comes from the fan base who cannot accept negativity as criticism because you have a narrative. Are Are you speaking to me or are you speaking to the people? I know there's already people getting timed out and trying to start a console war. Yo, what's good feed? I see you in the chat. And guys, I got a I got a brand new Slytherin shirt, brand new Slytherin shirt from 80s Tees. If you like this, be sure to check out 80stees.com. You can use the shirt command. I don't know I don't know why my box is gone. Oh, I must have I must have moved it. I was like, what is going on? Uh, but yeah, use that shirt command. Use code Lono over at 80stees.com. Let's get our first member of the day, first coffee order of the day. Let's get all those first things out of the way. We had a great day yesterday. Every 25 members, I have to gift five, so let's get that number started. Everything around Xbox is negative and always will be, says Do Most gamers despise them. Well, I don't despise them. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm looking at these titles thinking, oh my gosh, a fable in the Forza Tech engine? I got so excited when I heard that. We, we, we literally celebrated that. My bad, it was a reply to someone in chat. Okay, Solid Snake hitting a five-month milestone. And they're on a member plus. Good morning, Lono in chat. Manifesting peace and happiness to you all. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so, so much. 
like I, I, when when we heard this announcement, right? When we heard this announcement that Fable was going to be built in the Forza Tech engine, we got excited. I remember being on the phone with Creature being like, bro, we just talked about this. We just talked about how amazing Forza always looks. What if you built an open world game in Forza? In the, in the, in that engine. Like, what if you did that? How how good would that be? And I I don't know. I got to I got to tell you. I got to tell you now we're hearing that it it's basically potentially an engine mismatch and we're also hearing that Microsoft's policies are adding fuel to the fire they're adding problems yo what's good hellfire are you going to post negative ps5 news next week you can talk about how bad the forespoken demo is i played the forespoken demo on this channel and was highly critical of it you can watch that on my channel so Take your weird narrative that I don't say negative things about PlayStation and, you know, take a freaking hike, bro. Seriously. I literally played the Forspoken demo on my channel and I shredded it at the end of my play session. I did that. I 100% did that. I was critical of how they handled God of War. I was critical with, with the marketing. I got irritated with Sony and was critical of how they handled it. I was critical of Sony when they when they blew blew up uh, Jeff Keighley's announcement at Summer Game Fest for The Last of Us Part 1 remake. They always go mess with the store and then they ruin the show. I've been critical of Sony plenty of times. Bro, I literally played Forspoken on this stream and was ridiculously harsh ridiculously harsh uh lono's been critical of both microsoft and sony i yeah I, I don't hold back on either side i don't oh i covered the hogwarts legacy sony one-year exclusives and said that i didn't like it i said that i didn't like that i have an entire video about that I have an entire video about how I don't think they should be doing this and I held I held Sony on that. I was like quit doing this, quit paying for one year exclusives. I 100% I've got a whole video with that, the thumbnail, the title, everything. Lono is as unbiased as it gets. If you don't see that, something's wrong with y'all. Lono is one of the most open people about his opinion of things and this is why I respect his opinion on things. That's better. Hey, Hellfire, welcome back in. Getting that badge back up and running for you. The liquid metal leaking is a debunk. Yeah, that's been debunked. The whole don't put your PlayStation 5 vertical, that's been debunked. That's not that's not true. That's already been shut down. Uh, yeah, I've watched this, Lamau. Giving your opinions doesn't free you from responsibility of acting like a butt while doing so. Oh, you're talking to somebody in chat. I was like, hopefully you're not talking to me. Or the Forbidden West thing. Yeah, I took issue with the Forbidden West thing. Thank you, Greenside. Do you guys remember when they weren't going to give people the free upgrade from for, for Forbidden West? They said they were going to make it a free upgrade, and then they were talking about not doing it. And I was like, no, 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 no. You told the public that they could buy the game on the PlayStation 4 and then upgrade for free. Do what you said. I held them to that. I ripped them up one side and down the other for that. I was like, you can't say one thing and do another. Ion Life's grip better than Forspoken. They're completely different games. They're completely different games. What are you talking about? Fable's literally the reason I will buy an Xbox Series X. Uh, if it's, it's my favorite franchise and the PS5 is my first PlayStation console. Thank you, Narwaffle, for adding to the conversation. I mean, I, I... Fable... Fable is a beloved title, Right? Fable has been around for a very long time. It's a beloved title. Here, let me make sure 
y'all can I can see y'all what y'all are saying over here on the talk. Don't listen to these naysayers. People that claim you're uh, biased are the ones that are biased. I appreciate that. Thoughts on? I don't know what you're you're asking. You have a random username. Yo, Cardock Ren's gonna kick things off over here on YouTube with five gifted members. Thank you so much. Let me turn my alerts back on. Mighty Healthy, my man Ronald Mayday, Leo H, Sam Jack, Chris Surf. You guys all got badges setting us on our way to the first 25 members. Let's set our sights on 200 likes on YouTube. Let's hit a thousand likes over here on the talk. Smack that screen as much as you can. Happy Friday. How are you, Tiff? Good to see you. Pretty sure all your talks are negative when they come across my feed. Negativity equals views, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not a matter of, like, uh, they're only negativity. Let me explain to you what, what those clips come from. Yo, what's good, Civics? The clips that you see on my shorts feed on YouTube or you see on talk, those are just highlights from the stream. I literally just go back and rewatch the stream and try to find good highlights. And a highlight of me being like, this game's going to be awesome or this game's going to be really good, no one cares about that. No one wants to interact with or dialogue with somebody hyping up a game, right? So you have to understand what you're engaging with. When you engage with short form content, it's either going to be like comedic and entertaining, which we've done a couple of those. I did my sarcastic one where the guy said all the Sony games are the same, and I sarcastically agreed with him. What's hilarious is how many people on the talk think I'm being serious. It blows my mind that they don't pick up the dripping sarcasm. But like, it's either entertainment humor, or it's going to have to be like a critical look at something so that people actually interact with it. Nobody's going to interact with a hype video. Oh, this game's going to be sick, bro. Okay, what do you want me to say? No, it's not. Like, I just don't think you can do that with short form content. Personally, I've given Fable 3 numerous tries and just couldn't get into it. Fable 3, I remember playing Fable 3. I do think that Fable gameplay has a particular appeal, and if it doesn't appeal to you, it's going to be really hard to get into. I I do. I remember enjoying Fable 3 quite a bit, but I also remember aspects of it being like, I don't care about any of this stuff, right? You get into some of the decisions and the political stuff, and it's just like, that's not what I wanted to do. I want to go dungeon crawl. I want to go, you know third-person action-adventure hack-and-slash RPG it up. You know what I'm saying? That's typically what I want to do. What a world we live in where the reporting of information has become seen as negativity. Right, like, I literally grabbed a brand... This is a, this is a brand new article. Well, not brand new. It's a couple days old, right? A brand new article from Game Rant, Fables Engine Delay Rumors Explained. And I thought, this is a great rundown of everything that's going on with this game and my oh my is all of this concerning. This sounds like stuff that we heard about Anthem. This sounds like stuff that we heard about Halo Infinite. I am concerned. I was looking forward to this. I celebrated the announcement. I said, Fable built in the Forza Tech Engine? That sounds legit. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to play that. Oh my gosh. It'll be one of the first games in an engine that typically gets open world photorealistic stuff like it gets it so right by the way when i'm saying all that i'm i'm praising an xbox property like do you hear that like i think sometimes 
let me give you let me give you an analogy here. I've been re I've been reading the Lord of the Rings for the very first time. Uh, I was going to read it for a class a long time ago, and they changed the the reading list, so I had to stop reading it. And I got to a really really great part that should have been included in the movies because I think they sell the Hobbits short. The Hobbits are valiant and brave and crazy important, and they get turned into comic relief in the movies. And Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson should be ashamed of himself for doing that to the Hobbits. They're so central, so brave, so valiant, and he turns them into comic relief. It's stupid. In any case, I think he failed as a director in that regard. He did. He failed significantly with the Hobbits in The Lord of the Rings. I know that might be a hot take, but the more I read the books, I'm like, he did actually a really bad job with some of this stuff. Like, an actual terrible job. Anyway, there's a point in Gondor where Gandalf comes to realizations about Denethor, and he says Denethor was using one of the seven stones, and he was too strong to be swayed to the dark side, to the evil side, right? He was too he was too strong for that, so Sauron only let him see certain things. So he only saw certain things about what was coming, and it shaded his vision so much, it drove him crazy, made him mad, filled him with madness, and he burns himself alive. He's going to kill Faramir as well, right? So, so, track with me here. Denethor was only getting fed one shade of information, and it made him nuts. It made him, it made him lose his mind, and he went way off in despair and hopelessness, right? I think that is such a picture of the way people use, like, social media and the way people consume information right now. You're getting one string on the banjo. You're getting one shade of color, and it makes you crazy. It makes you filled with madness. Like, when we talk about Xbox, it's like you don't even hear me praising Xbox. I'm like, Forza's amazing. The Forza Tech engine's amazing. It'd be amazing to get a fable in that game. And then I start saying, I don't know, I'm concerned. These rumors don't sound very good. And you lose your mind, and you you pop off and say mean things about oh you're just a Sony pony you're just a you are Denethor using the, the the one of the seven stones that's what you're doing you're making yourself crazy because you're only pulling in one shade of color you're only allowing yourself to hear one string on the banjo you gotta stop doing that you must like see that the world's bigger than that you have to like I don't put out hit pieces on Xbox because I'm anti-Xbox. They have absolutely, they've got to bring it. They're not bringing it right now and I'm super worried. Everything we're hearing, it's like, what are y'all doing over there? What did you do to our boy? What did you do to our boy? What did you do to Halo? Oh my gosh! What has, what has happened? And now I'm hearing the same thing about Fable, and I'm like, oh my goodness, no! Please don't do this. Don't don't ruin another franchise. Halo's not ruined. Oh, man, stop. What's your thoughts on the future of VR? That's a good question. I think VR is going to struggle for many years. It's going to struggle for many years. Because it's, it's, it's got multiple things working against it. you got to wear something. you got to buy extra equipment. Not a lot of games. Not a lot of games is compounded by the fact that it's a smaller market. Because it's a smaller market, investors and publishers aren't going to back big projects. They're going to back smaller projects, which will make it less appealing to consumers, which will continue to keep the market small. It's growing. It's scrappy. But they have a lot of hurdles to get over. I, I, think, I think VR has a promising future. Just going to be a slow one. That's all. Don't, you don't trust Playground? 
I didn't say I don't trust Playground. I've, I've never said that. Picking it with Timmy B, jumping back in as a member. Thank you so much for doing that. Like, I, like, it's not that I don't trust them. Like, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I got really, really excited when I heard the people that make Forza, the people that came up with the Forza Tech Engine, an impressive engine, look at their games. When I heard that they were going to be making, or at the very least, that their technology was going to be used to make Fable, bro, I was like, here it comes. We're finally going to have open world RPGs that are truly, truly at another level. We're gonna we're gonna look back at Skyrim and say, you have been truly left behind. We are now in the real era of open world greatness, right? When I heard that, I was so thrilled. Why? Because of what Forza has achieved. What Playground Games has achieved with their game is is um, is very impressive. So when I heard that, I got very excited. But then I heard, oh, they're having issues with the engine. Oh, okay. And then I heard, what, they, they responded. Did, didn't they respond? They, they responded to engine rumors, right? Engine, trouble, rumors, response, fable. Didn't they respond and say they were trimming the game down? Yes, Fable was downscaled due to engine issues. They basically responded and said that, yeah, the, 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 the only thing that's debunked is people started spreading the rumor that they were going to switch off of the Forza Tech engine. That rumor has been shot down. But they basically said, yeah, no, we've had to trim some of it down because of engine trouble. There was an interview where they essentially said that. Wasn't there? I swear to you, there was an interview where they said that. That's why I'm seeing headlines saying that it was, it was, it was, it was scaled down. Yeah, the producer addresses Reese guy's scope rumors and said it's a normal part of game development. Now, I'm not saying that's cause for alarm. That was the very first thing that we heard. Okay, no big deal. I could live with that headline. I could live with that interview. I could live with that. Okay, you were having some engine issues, and you did some scope resizing, and that's a normal part of game development. Okay, no worries. All right. Then Jez Corden comes out, and Jez Corden comes out and says, oh no, they're having issues with both the engine as well as the contract policy. Those two things are intersecting. And you know what I say? I've heard this before. I've, I've heard this before. We heard this about Halo Infinite. Well, this is concerning. And in the same week that I get a brand new article from Game Rant, breaking the whole situation down and outlining all the problems, this is on the heels, by the way, of Jess Corden getting the Xbox showcase right on the money. Got that right. He actually also got it right that there's a there's a Starfield showcase coming later. He got all that right, right? Jez addressed this on Rand. Even he said it's a nothing burger. So he comes out and reports they're having engine troubles. It's it's being compounded by the contract, and then comes out later and says it's a nothing burger. I I I, I don't, I don't, I have a hard time believing that narrative. I, I have a hard time believing that narrative. 
like you can't say all that and then turn around and be like oh it's a nothing burger what are you talking about so you heard they're having engine troubles you heard they're having issues with that compounding with the contracts and and now it's nothing it's all been it's all been fixed it's it's all totally fine come on get out of here that's not how these things happen You've got multiple things now coming out, multiple rumors and leaks that they're having issues with the engine. And we know the 18-month contractual policy hurt Halo Infinite. We know that. That's that that's all but verified at this point. He only mentions contracts, not engine issues. Oh, okay. So, you understand how those two things are related, right? That's why I keep referencing Halo Infinite. Let me connect the dots again. You may have missed my show open, okay? He didn't say that's what he had heard. He said he wouldn't be surprised if it was happening. So, near the end of the article, Corden discusses the problems with Fable and Halo Infinite's development. He attributes the issues with both games to Microsoft's policies regarding contract workers and the use of third-party engines, right? So he's connecting the two. This was in an article on Windows Central, by the way, that they're referencing. According to the report, Fable's slow development stems at least in part from Microsoft's policy of using game engines developed in-house by its subsidiary studios. Microsoft does not appear to be mandating any specific engine on the studios under its control. The two are related, bro. Like... Microsoft isn't saying you must use these engines. What they're doing is, is they're coming in and they're saying our company-wide policy is that contractual workers can only work for 18 months. That's the problem. So you have companies that are like, we use our own engine. Okay, sure. That's fine. That's not a big deal. It is a big deal when any contractual worker that you bring on has to walk out the door 18 months later. I don't even need to cite Jess Corden. Forget that for a second. Let's say he brushes it all off, says it's a nothing burger. Let's say that he's like, oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I intended. Okay, regardless of that, we have leaks and rumors about downscaling the size of the game because of engine trouble. We have more leaks about the engine giving them problems because it's not built for this game type, right? They're having to build new systems. And then we have the observation from Jez, which any of us can make this observation after the reports about 343 that the 18-month contractual policy is going to be causing an issue. You, you don't need to be an insider. You don't need to have inside sources to connect those dots. That, that, that's a unique challenge. There are so many companies out there, and I'm going to name one of them, and start to think about what might happen. I don't know. What might happen 10 years from now? Bethesda. Bethesda uses an in-house engine, creation engine. Right? It's a good engine. Very moddable. It's got issues. A little rough around the edges. A little old. But still seems like a fantastic engine. Seems like a very good engine for the worlds that they try to build and the games that they try to build. What do you think's going to happen to Bethesda in 10 years when they have to get folded under this policy? How many contractual workers do they lean on for projects of this size and scope? How many? I don't know. None of us do. So, whatever the percentage is, they have to fold under the 18-month contractual policy. So, again, 
you don't have to be an insider. You don't have to have like inside scoop rumors that are that are locked in. You don't need that. All you have to do is look at what happened to Halo Infinite. I was gonna make a joke about putting on turbo, uh, putting a turbo on a horse, but these guys are like ninety percent lungs already. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. <laughs> Fable is fine. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Every time we try to cover one of these stories, I get, I get painted as being anti-Xbox. I could rattle off all the things that are great about Xbox. I rattled off all the things that are great about Forza and the Forza Tech Engine and Playground Games. I rattle off all that stuff, but it's, now you're just being a hater. For, you know, Fable's fine. Why, why is Fable fine? Where, where do you get that confidence? Where? Let me list all the reasons that I'm concerned I'm not trying to convince you to be concerned, and I'm not trying to be a doomsdayer, right? But let me just list all of the reasons that I'm concerned. Number one, they're not just using the Forza Tech engine. The team that builds Forza is building this game. So you have two things at play there. You have an engine that's never been used for a game of this type before, like we saw in Anthem, and that could pose problems. That's a risk. Let's just do risk assessment, okay? That's a risk. Now you have a team that's never built a game like this. They've never built third-person action-adventure melee animations. They've never built worlds that you can explore and RPG skill trees and all those things, right? They've never built those things. That's another risk, okay? Then, once you get into development, the risk becomes this engine is a mismatch. It doesn't have those systems. You have to build those systems from scratch. With Anthem, they had to build the flight system from scratch. It wasn't in the act. It wasn't there. They had to just build it. So think of all the brand new systems they're going to be building. Think of all the time, all of the investment, right? Like everything goes in. All that time goes into that. That's another risk. All that, all that, all that time, all that investment into building those systems instead of building the game. That's another risk. That could be bandwidth loss. That could be efficiency loss. Then, let's add another risk. You have another game being built in a non-industry standard engine. It's not like Unreal or something. And it's so so it's an in-house engine. That means anybody that gets hired has to be trained on that engine. Okay? That's another risk. That's another challenge. In addition to everybody that gets hired to work on this in-house engine... You have the 18-month contractual Microsoft policy. That's another risk. We saw that cause problems with Halo Infinite. We have inside staff from 343 that talked about how that was a problem for 343's development efficiency and for Halo Infinite. Uh, The the estimate was close to 50% of the staff were contractual. Okay? Now, when I list all those potential risks and all those potential problems... Do you see why just labeling me as being like anti-Xbox doesn't make sense and being like, no, Fable's fine? Oh, oh, what evidence do we have to point to that? What do we have? The only commentary we have, the only commentary we have is that the scope was resized and that that's a normal part of game development. And that was in response to the initial rumors and leaks that they were having engine trouble and having to make adjustments to the game they were struggling to 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 build this game in this engine that was their response 
that's all you have right now that's the only concrete word from from the what's what's the phrase from the horse himself what's the phrase from the i don't even know direct from the source direct from them like that's all they've said are we sure the contractual policy is applicable for Bethesda and Activision in the future maybe or just individual acquisitions like Obsidian Doomslayer it is a company wide from the horse's mouth thank you I was like what the frick is the saying direct from the horse's mouth direct from the horse's mouth yeah quit doing the Xbox fanboy thing SDO and others quit injecting that into the chat stop it that just isn't helpful what about ninja theory okay that's a good question Cisco that's a good question so we have we have now again I'm not running with the narrative that they have an engine policy I don't think they have an engine policy because you have gears of war being built in unreal 5 and you have hellblade 2 being un- be- being built in unreal 5 I actually don't think that Microsoft has an engine policy I'm going to give you a hot take right now. I think Microsoft's engine policy should be to switch everybody to Unreal 5, if possible, right? Like, I don't think you necessarily need to do that with Bethesda because so much of what they've done with creation, but I think they should start folding their studios into Unreal 5. Why? Because I think that would complement their 18-month contractual policy. It would actually work a little bit better. Oh, no worries. It is a pain in the butt to constantly have our contractual workers leaving every 18 months, but at the very least, we have a bigger pool of talent to hire from, and when they come in, they don't need trained on Unreal 5. You know what I'm saying? They may incentivize in-house engines. That's what EA did with Anthem. Everybody blamed EA for Anthem being built in Frostbite, but they incentivized it. You're going to get more money. You're going to get a better royalty percentage if you use Frostbite, and BioWare chose to do that. They, they chose to do that. So, everybody blamed EA, but that was that was BioWare's decision. And Microsoft could be doing something very similar. If you use an in-house engine, we're, you know, we're going to give you we're going to give you a better cut on royalties, we're going to give you more investment. I don't know. I'm not saying they are. That's a possibility. That is a possibility. I would think they need to start incentivizing people to use Unreal because that would dovetail with their contract policy. I think they need to jettison the contract policy. I don't think it works for game development. It doesn't work for creative processes. It doesn't. Big O says, I'm not liking the viewer to like ratio. Yeah, we have almost 500 people here. Smash that like button. If you're just tuning in, I broke down an article from Game Rant, Fable's engine delay rumors explained, and we walked through what's going on. And my concern is, it sounds like two games that had all kinds of problems that should have been great. First, it sounds a little bit similar to Anthem. Anthem had issues with engine mismatch, they had to build entire systems that weren't there, and they also had a bunch of pre-production problems. So I'm seeing similarities there. I'm also seeing similarities to what happened with Halo Infinite. And having too many people on the contractual worker policy and losing those people, having to hire new people, and when you hire those new people, you also then... You also then have to train them on the the in-house engine. So there's a lot going on here that I think is worrisome. Now, I initially thought, "Oh my word, this is going to be this is going to be fantastic. This is going to be an amazing game, right? This is going to be uh, an amazing experience. They're building it in the Forza Tech engine. I, you know, that that's an amazing engine. That's very photorealistic. There's all kinds of reasons that this engine should be 
you know, used for other purposes. It's 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 a very strong and awesome engine, right? What did Ashton say? But does the contract policy make them money uh, b- by saving them money on employees and benefits? 100% that's the motivation, says Zubair. The ultimate question for Microsoft will start to be, is the 18-month policy on contracts to avoid paying for benefits, is that creating a lower ROI? Is it creating a lower ROI? Is the churn of employees, is the turnover, is the knowledge loss, is the efficiency loss, is the quality of your product being degraded, is that a big enough loss to warrant them saying, this is actually hurting ROI, it's not helping it? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, in principle, I get it. We can save a ton of money by not paying for people's benefits, keep them on 18-month contracts, and then they can't come back and work for six months. Right? Well, that might be having a reverberative degradation, right? It's taking a while to reverberate to the edges, but it's finally coming and hitting land, and it's like, this is hurting you. This is hurting your products. This is hurting your bottom line. It, but but again, you think company wide at Microsoft, this doesn't hurt. This doesn't necessarily hurt software development. Okay, think about the difference between like just like basic software development and like creative development. They're very different. If you have a bunch of people under Microsoft working on software, working on operating systems, working on uh, Microsoft Office, and every 18 months the contractual workers got to walk out the door, that's not the same as a creative process. Listen to the number of creative directors who have left, right? There's a pattern emerging that I think lines up with what we said months ago. We talked about this. It it, might have been Zubair. It might have been Creature who said this probably works in software but it doesn't work in gaming the 18 month contract policy at Microsoft has been in place for a long time and it probably doesn't really hurt software development as as much as it hurts creative development right you just had the Forza 5 creative director leave along with five other Playground Studio members now Playground Games is working on Fable and apparently these people that left were not working on Fable they were all from Forza 5 okay but still that's a creative director Halo Infinite has lost multiple creative directors and they lost one recently Everwild is being built by Rare they recently lost a creative director so the concern would be that this company-wide policy is so corporate, it's toxic to creativity, and your creative directors are saying, I can't work in these conditions. I can't. I gotta get out of here. This isn't working. It's not. Now, there are other creative directors that apparently left, but I couldn't verify any of them. Apparently, the initiative creative director has left, and I forget the other one. Some guy tweeted out a list of creative directors that have left, underneath Microsoft. I could only confirm the ones that I've read. I wasn't going to start listing ones that I couldn't confirm. I, 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 the, the Fable creative director apparently left as well. He was the creative director for one Forza game. Still. Still. Like, all I'm saying is, there was a list on Twitter and a guy had a list of all these creative directors that had left. And he had Fable's creative director listed. The only research I could find was that the Fable creative director 
from previous fables passed away in 2021 that was the only news article i could find so i didn't use i didn't use any of those in my in my rundown in my show open because i couldn't verify any of them i'm not going to run with info i can't verify but that guy's tweet put me on a search mission to be like is this actually happening are creative directors leaving under microsoft's ownership right and everwild's creative director reportedly has left okay that's rare that game's not even we've not seen anything but concept art at this point atomic heart must have seen your video they released 14 minutes of new gameplay i know this is not the topic but we were commenting on it last week listen i actually hope that atomic heart proves me wrong i hope they prove me wrong i really really do i don't think i'm gonna get proved wrong on days gone uh oh no i'm sorry not days gone uh the day before but i i i I, atomic heart might prove me wrong i i don't know yo what's good train good morning surgery went well hey good to see you train Thanks so much for all the likes over here on the talk. Thanks for 200 likes on YouTube. Let's get some more members. Who's going to be the first coffee order of the day? If you've never tried Reforge Roast, go to reforgeroast.com. That's ours. My wife and kiddos ship it to you. That's not some sponsor. If you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity before, give ours a try. You can do the best of both worlds. You can get the light and the dark roast, or you can get all three, the triple threat, and that, uh, that'll actually save you money if you want to try our stuff out. Atomic Heart's not a scam. It's going to be... Yeah, I'm worried about it, though. I'm really worried about Atomic Heart. It's another game that I feel like we've just seen a lot of fully rendered gameplay. I don't know if we've seen a lot of raw gameplay. I couldn't... I literally... I could not track down whether or not when IGN put out their preview, I was like, is this is this B-roll from the devs? Or is this raw recordings? I couldn't tell. Is this going to be the year where the slogan changes from the wait is over to is this game even real? Yeah, yeah. Creature said we need to we need to just start looking for games like that and just be like, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> it seems like there's so many games, right? And who's this B? I just subscribed. Well, welcome on in. The name of the channel is Reforge Gaming. We stream over on the talk under Reforge TV. Our Twitter is Reforge TV. The talk, our Discord is discord.gg slash Reforge TV. Everything's under Reforge TV, but when you come to YouTube, we've got, you know, Reforge Rundown channel, Reforge Dungeon for Diablo 4 coverage, and then we have Reforge Gaming, which is the main hub for live show, live content. It's interactive like this. It's safe for work. I'm not cursing and swearing. You can keep me on in the background of your day. The new gameplay they release is not raw and is spliced together. They're missing animations and cuts, says Barrier. Look who they release new gameplay to, says Eugene. Oh, who'd they release the new gameplay to? Was it IGN again? Are they only funneling the gameplay through IGN? I will not expect disrespect to Playground Games. They have earned their position. I haven't said, I, I've not said anything to disrespect Playground Games. In fact, my excitement about Fable was because of Playground Games and the Forza Tech engine, right? When are you going to say one bad thing about PlayStation? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a couple from, from my past streams. I know it's hard to imagine that people have nuance and and full comprehensive coverage but i played the forespoken demo and shredded it i took them to task over their god of war marketing i took them to task for how they trickled out gameplay for god of war it was irritating and very frustrating for coverage and for the audience uh i took them to task when they weren't going to 
give people the free upgrade on Horizon Forbidden West. I criticize them for that. I have a video right now about what PlayStation needs to do in 2023. I'm critical of PlayStation Plus and what it looks like on their platform. I'm critical of their UI. I'm critical of their PlayStation Plus offerings, not feeling like I'm getting as much value. Like, is that enough? Or do you need more? Do you need me to literally be like, PlayStation, bad. Like, will that make your... Will that make your fifis feel better? Like, I, I have plenty of content where I'm critical of PlayStation. Game Pass, while successful, will be the end of Xbox. I don't agree with that. Microsoft just wants a decent game to be thrown on Game Pass to get subscribers. It's not about quality with Xbox. It's about quantity. Nope. You're going to see Microsoft's strategy slowly shift in 2023, and I'm going to tell you how they're going to do it. Maybe I have bad luck, but I only see your videos when you're trashing Xbox. You do understand how YouTube works, right, Pedro? Like, you're going to get fed videos that they think you're going to click on. Do you watch a lot of Xbox content? So the algorithm thinks you want to watch Xbox content. So my video today, of course you're going to see it. Do you watch a lot of Sony content? Are, are, Are you big on Sony content creators and big on Sony titles? No? Then you probably didn't see any of my Sony content. That's how the platform works. Like... This is basic, man. These are basic things. Anyways, anyways. Let me tell you, this is probably another talk show. I don't want to cannibalize a future talk show. But let me tell you how I think Microsoft's going to shift their strategy a little bit. You demand more Stadia coverage? Sorry. I'm not doing that. I actually think Microsoft's going to change their strategy a little bit. I think, they're, I, I, I think they're going to change their strategy a little bit this year, right? Digging the Yeti mug, great investment. Thank you. I'm drinking, I'm actually drinking our holiday roast in here. I would love to get my logo on there. That'd be amazing. But this is what I think you're going to see in 2023 from Xbox. Now, now, Fable is probably a part of this strategy. So just think Fable with me as well. Like we're talking Fable, the relay, you know, the delay, the rumors, the engine, you know, Fable gameplay. Is it going to look good? Is it going to run good? Okay. Let's kind of set that to the side, but let's consider Fable and Starfield and Redfall and all these Xbox titles. This is what you're going to see from Xbox going forward. They've already revealed that they've kind of plateaued with Game Pass subscribers on console. They see a massive amount of potential for growth for Game Pass on PC. I've continued to say that Microsoft could be a sleeping giant because if they can nail their ecosystem with cloud-based gaming, gaming everywhere, Game Pass and all of that, showing up on TVs, mobile devices, and everywhere else, their ecosystem and footprint could grow very rapidly and then they could be a more winsome platform for third-party developers, third-party relationships, and ETC. So I've, I've said that before. Like I think Microsoft has potential if they can nail some of these things. Now, obviously, the Activision Blizzard acquisition is a part of some of that strategy. Like They want some of those really big titles. But here's what they're going to do. They're already doing it with Redfall. And they're going to do it with Fable. And they're going to do it with Starfield. They're going to tell you, you can play these games day and date on Game Pass. Or you can play them early if you buy the Deluxe Edition. They're already doing that with Redfall. I think they're going to do that with all of their big mainline titles. And I actually think it's a pretty smart play. If they do that with Starfield, they're doing it with Redfall. If they do that with Fable, when we finally get a Fable release date, and you're like, oh man, I can't wait to play Fable, they're going to say, you can dive into Fable gameplay day one on Game Pass, 
or you can buy the deluxe edition and play early. They are going to foster an ecosystem and culture of purchase, and that's how they're going to do it. By making the purchase feel exclusive, cool kids club, get in early, FOMO, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. If you ever hear people say FOMO or they type it F-O-M-O, fear of missing out, that's what they're referring to. That's what I think you're going to see going forward from Microsoft. And I actually think it's probably going to work in their favor. Yeah, and you get a discount typically if you have Game Pass. That's right, 9 Millie. That's right. They promise day and date so they can't go back on that. They just change the constructive day and date. Clever. I'm telling you, it's actually kind of brilliant. (laughs) I've consistently praised Microsoft for how ballsy they are. Right? It's ballsy to walk out and be like, yeah, we want to buy Activision Blizzard. I'm sorry, I'm sorry what? I, I'm sorry. I thought you just said you wanted to buy like a third of the gaming global market revenue generation. You, can you say that for me one more time? Like, no, yeah, we want to buy Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Looking bad, though. Looking bad. Google and NVIDIA are weighing in. They're like, yeah, we don't think this is a good idea because we really care about cloud and the future of cloud, and this could be bad. So that's, that one's, I don't know. That deal's looking tough. They're doing 72 hours of early access with Hogwarts. That's true, Rhett Mitchell, but that's not an Xbox property. That That's going to become more common. You are correct. And I think that's going to actually... You know what's funny is, I actually think that's going to benefit Xbox and Microsoft. When Fable finally releases, by then, I think that'll be an industry standard. If you pre-order the game or buy the deluxe edition or whatever the frick, you're going to get in 72 hours early. I'm telling you, that'll become an industry standard. So when Microsoft does that with Game Pass, play it day and date on Game Pass or play it early by buying the deluxe edition. No one's going to bat an eye at that. It'll be so standard in the industry by that point. We're an hour into the broadcast. If you've been enjoying the show, do me a favor. I don't run ads. You may have noticed that. I'm not disrupting the show with ads because I don't think that's conducive to a live environment. Consider pressing the star over on the talk to become a subscriber of me. That does cost money, but it supports me directly. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribing is free. Pressing the like button is free. Do those things. It helps my video find more people. Consider becoming a member like Master Ty just renewed in chat. 16 months, a member VIP. Thank you so much. That's a gold badge. And consider maybe gifting some members. If we hit 25 members, I gift five as a way to say thanks and pay it forward. Something's definitely going on over there. They ain't talking because creative directors just keep leaving. Yeah, I'm telling you, Joe, that's another pattern that's concerning. Right? That's another pattern that's concerning. Now, I couldn't find any research indicating whether or not Fable's creative director left. Paul says... Uh, building systems in an engine is fine it's the same as UE it's how easy it is to make them systems unlike 343 who never put out a great game Playground has been putting out some of the best games ever made listen I have absolutely no problem with that point I think that's a fair made point to be like listen this sounds a lot like 343 but 343 has a very crappy history Playground Games has a very good history the only problem with your point there, let's let's imagine that your your point is a chair. One of the legs of the chair is wobbly, and let me tell you which one it is. They've never made a game like this. They they've proven themselves with Forza, but they've never made a game like Fable. And that's a wobbly part of your point. That kind of makes your point a little okay. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. Yep, 
Playground games, man, they're awesome. Their games are dope. They are they're beautiful. They're always centerpiece of an Xbox showcase, that's for sure, because they are gorgeous, but there is a world of difference between Forza 5 and Forza Motorsport and Fable. Very different. Fable gameplay absolutely has to be nailed for that open world third person action adventure RPG. It's just it's gotta be amazing. It's gotta be awesome. So many chair analogies, so few food analogies. I don't even know why I sub anymore. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Zubair. They're taking a risk. They're taking a risk. We get crap if people don't take risks. Yeah, I have a video coming today about Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, it'll be an upload. It's me reacting to new information about AC Mirage. And um, I talk about that. That dichotomy in gaming where fall oh, it's just another far cry. It's just the same formula. And then you take a bunch of risks and you innovate and make a bunch of changes with Assassin's Creed Origins, you know, and Valhalla and Odyssey. This is not the same game, right? Like that that frustrating dichotomy for game development where like if you take risks and you you know, you innovate and do all these cool things, you get you get told that you've abandoned your soul and you're not the same game anymore. If you stick to the same formula and the same format, you get told that you're lazy and you're not taking risks and you're just being safe. Uh, yeah, that's got to be really frustrating as a developer. Eric says the fable infinite. You haters keep making fun. You'll eat your words when it comes out next month. <clears throat> excuse me replacing too much expectation on fables says gale yes the studio has grown and a lot of linehead moved into playground but it's still the first time they've stepped out of their lane right and that could be where the help comes from right how do we know do we know how many people from linehead studios came over to playground to help with this right yeah and 343 didn't make the halo engine that's true that's true. That is, yeah, that is actually, yeah. Bioware never made Frostbite. 343, well, 343 made Slip Space in quotations made, right? It's an updated version of the Tiger Engine, which is an updated version of the Wham Engine or something. Hmm, excuse me. I wanted it so much. Remakes for Xbox X. Frustrating and thankless in a lot of moments for the developer, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. It's got to be frustrating. I'll give any div team with a great track record the benefit of the doubt, and they've hired the RPG help. Yeah. Yeah. Not Peter, though, says Zombie Legs Gaming. Hang on. What did Zombie Legs say? Did you have, like, a... Did you say more than that? He just said, not Peter, though. I don't... Did you try to type more than that? Was that, like, a follow-up statement <clears throat> to, like, how many people moved lono the goat good morning yo what's good night train how are you they got the senior writer from horizon forbidden west so it'll be fine i mean i actually thought the writing in horizon forbidden west was pretty good i didn't like how the story beats kept tricking you right i'm more comfortable playing hogwarts on ps5 that's just my opinion well i that's a whole nother subject right i don't like the uh the exclusivity that hogwarts legacy has i with with playstation right um i don't know it's it's one of those things where it, it's one of those things where like I don't want to be too critical and I don't want to like sidetrack the discussion, but I really wish we would move past that, right? You had the right idea. I'm simple. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying a lot of people came over, but that guy didn't come over. Okay. Viceroy, fine. Using Ray Racing Engine for it is stupid. Good thing they aren't 
forcing Playground to make an RPG, and Playground have hired a whole slew of people with RPG experience. Okay, my only issue with that, my only issue with that, Viceroy, this is where I don't, this is where my confidence is like 50-50. Like, I'm confident in Playground games in the engine, but I'm also not confident, because it's like, well, you've got to build all these systems from scratch, and that really hurt the productivity of Anthem, so could we be in a similar situation? You also have engine mismatches sometimes. There's just certain games that, that don't work in certain engines, right? It's just like, I don't know. Th- those are the concerns that I have. That's not hate. That's not doomsday. That's just like, I don't know, man. Like, th- th- this this could go sideways on them here they're going to have to spend a lot of time developing systems that don't exist in the engine right now right imagine instead of building the worlds and the systems I'm sorry instead of building the world and the content they're having to build systems and tools I feel like Forspoken and Horizon Forbidden West uh, it seems like Skate G like Escape G I'm not sure what you tried to say that one fell all the way down. That's the Peter that they're on about. What is he like? Is he like kind of famous within that? Uh, he's the grandfather of Fable. Okay, okay. Rumsoft never made an open world game before. Now the game is game of the year. Okay, let me let me help you with something here, False Idol. Let me help you out. The chasm between Dark Souls Three and Elden Ring exists, but it's not that big. The combat systems, the animation systems, the enemy movement, the, the 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 player movement, taking that into an open world game, that's a there is there is a chasm of difference, but it's not a very big chasm. The chasm between a Forza racing game and an open world RPG like Fable, homie, they're in different universes, right? Like Elden Ring and Dark Souls are like brother and sister; they're different. They got different ways of doing things, but you can look at them and be like, yeah, they're related. You can see you can see it. And then when you got a Forza racing game and you got Fable, homie, they're they're in they're on different planets. They're they're not they're not even in the same species group, bro. Like what, what you you know you have to know that's like that's not a very that's not a very compelling or strong argument. I'm not saying they can't do it. You, 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 I'm going to keep saying that. I'm not saying that Playground Games can't do this. I'm saying when you list all of the risks and challenges, it leads me to feel concern. Don't you see? I've not said it's going to be bad. They're going to do a bad job. This game's going to suck. This is going to be terrible. I'm like, no, this looks bad for Xbox. This is another this is another title that could come out like Halo Infinite because everything I'm hearing sounds exactly like the postmortem that we heard on Halo Infinite. It all sounds the same. I'm at work. I feel like Forspoken and Horizon Forbidden West are getting used as scapegoats so people have something to critique Sony on. Horizon Forbidden West is good and I think the demo was great. I think Forspoken has a lot of problems. I think there are going to be people, people that like it. I don't know why anybody would try to use Horizon Forbidden West as a scapegoat for anything. It was nominated for awards. Like, if if anybody is trying to be pro Xbox and they start taking shots at Horizon Forbidden West, just ask them how many game nominations Xbox got last year compared to Sony, and then they'll probably get quiet very quickly. There's, like, I don't know why anybody would take shots at Horizon Forbidden West. It it did well commercially, highly reviewed, and it got nominations. Horizon Forbidden West was good. That Forspoken, though? Yeah, I... Uh, 
Forspoken's a little rough. It is a little rough. It's also not a first-party Sony title. It's just got a year of exclusivity on Sony. Keep that in mind. If you want to try to... Listen, if you want to try to take shots at Sony via Forspoken, Forspoken's not a first-party title. (laughs) It's a third-party title with an exclusivity deal. Oh, it doesn't really... I mean, it doesn't really count. (laughs) I was counting it earlier, but only because the guy asked me. He was like, are you going to make negative content about the Forspoken demo? And I was like, ah, beat you to it, buddy. Already did. Was the Forspoken a demo or a beta? It was a demo, Zubair. I think Forspoken will surprise people. I do too, by how bad it is. (laughs) Eighth best-selling game of the year as an exclusive and was nominated for multiple awards. Yeah, yeah. Horizon Forbidden West is in the top ten. For, for, for game sales last year and it was only on PlayStation I'm 100% on board with Lono about this I love Fable and I want it to be good but this is for sure scary in a sense especially in the way the games are being made now hopefully do amazing thank you T-Multiplied I appreciate that I'm seeing a lot of very faithful names in chat that don't have badges I'm going to ask for two things if you're here a lot and you talk a lot, and you can become a member, consider pressing join or the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. If you can't afford it, then I'm just going to encourage you to be here as often as you can, so that when people gift members, you get one. Those of you that like gifting members, now would be a good time. I see a lot of faithful homies in the chat. We would much rather see faithful names get it than random names like we have had on some days, so now is a good time to do it. So thanks so much for being here. If you can't do a membership, do those things that are free. Smash that like button, smash that share button, get more people in here. That helps me out, and it doesn't cost anything. Did you have a fear of a gorilla being able to execute on Horizon because of how different it was from Killzone? Well, you gotta remember something here. I wasn't dialed into who Gorilla was, and I wasn't dialed into any of that back then because I wasn't I didn't have a Sony. I didn't have a PlayStation. So I didn't have a reason to feel that way. I didn't have a reason like, I don't know if they can pull it off, man. (laughs) Like, I was was new to the PlayStation ecosystem back then. So your question is fair. I don't have a great answer for you because I just didn't have the system back then. So it's a fair, it's a fair question. It is. Digging your Yeti mug. Great choice of mug. 40 ounce. I got the same one. Great buy. Pedro, you said that already. Do you work for Yeti? I'm not being facetious. If you work for Yeti, I'd love to talk to them. They would fit really well with our audience because we sell coffee, so a sponsorship with them would be amazing. Unless you just absolutely love your Yeti. (laughs) My man just keeps bringing up, he's like, man, that Yeti. It's just such a great Yeti. (laughs) Uh, I only become a member if you promise to say Sony is bad every show. (laughs) Uh, I do love my Sony. You didn't have a Sony PlayStation 3. No. My first Sony PlayStation was the PlayStation 4 Pro Spider-Man combo. That was my first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Yeti sponsorship? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Does your coffee have K-Cups? No, we have a K-Cups command. You can buy reusable K-Cups on Amazon, and then you can buy my coffee. It's going to save you money. You can then support my business. And it's better for the environment. That's a lot of nice boxes you can check. If you're like, I don't care about the environment. Well, it's still going to save you money. And then you get to support me. So, I don't know. Go burn some styrofoam after you after you do it. If it's going to make you feel better. I am totally kidding. <laughs> I am totally kidding. 
My bad. I just wanted to see if you saw that. Uh, yeah, my man. It's my new mug, and I'm obsessed. Yeah, my dad loves his Yeti, too. He, he doesn't... Mine is... Uh, I'm super nervous to do this on stream. Yeah, mine's spill-proof, and my dad's got the older lid that's not. As it ages, I'm always worried that magnet's gonna, like, lose its, its strength. Like, that's how it works. Like, you can take the lid apart to clean it. It's a magnet. It's really nice. Um, no, no, Wyland today. Yeah, we have a K-Cups command in chat. We have a coffee command. We have a shirt command. If you like my Slytherin shirt, if you're a big Harry Potter fan, man, use my code over there on uh, on 80stees.com. Use code LONO. I thought at first it was bad if Microsoft was forcing people to use certain engines. Uh, isn't it good to allow Playground to make the game the way they want with the engine that they want? Well, I was crystal clear on this, and I'm going to state it again in my coverage, Mike. Microsoft does not seem to be mandating engine usage. That's not something that we have any evidence or rumors or whispers about. However, however, the issue is the Microsoft company-wide policy with you can't be on a contract longer than 18 months, that could be working against people using in-house engines. Does that make sense? So they're not saying you must use an in-house engine. They're saying contract workers can only be working for you for 18 months. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. We use an in-house engine. That's going to pose a problem for us. We've already seen evidence of this in Halo Infinite. And I'm worried it's going to pose problems for Fable. Because the Fable devs are sitting here being like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we, we, we rely on contractual workers and we're using our Forza Tech engine, but if these contract workers leave and we have to bring in new people, the, the new people aren't familiar with our engine, we have to train them. And then they're only here for 18 months. So we lose time, we're, we're, we're losing so much time and product- productivity every single time that happens, like... I think Microsoft needs to give a stay of execution on their policy. I think they need to let their developers get an exception to the contractual policy. I think they need to. Seriously. What do Bear say? Uh, magnets don't lose strength, Lono. What kind of a effing useless degree do you have? <laughs> Not losing strength, Zubair. It it has a rubber lining on the on the bottom piece. And so I'm worried about the grip of this thing losing its strength, getting worn down, right? If that rubber, I wasn't trying to indicate that a magnet would lose its strength. I'm saying this joint here could lose its strength by getting slid back and forth, right? Man, oh man, so mean. By the way, I have a bachelor's and a master's from like theological place these are religious degrees right I don't have a degree in in science and math and numbers and stuff (laughs) (laughs) I have a counseling degree right I have a theological degree I could maybe parse a Greek verb for you but I, 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 I I got no freaking clue about numbers and stuff (laughs) <laughs> low life coming in with five gifted memberships thank you so much we haven't missed this member goal yet and we've been doing it since november keeping us going there getting us close alex Brida. hey alex got one today good to see you get one alex something stubby that's a that's a regular team multiplied had good things to say this morning and juice breezy and austin cardell what a great day to get a gifted member it's friday the 13th and we're kicking off the we are kicking off the triple header horror weekend with my wife tonight. 
I made a mistake though. Sunday night we have something going on uh, with our church. So we're going to try to do a double header. We're going to try to beat Until Dawn in two nights. It's going to be tough. I, we, we might have to kick... We, we, we might have to finish Until Dawn the following weekend. I'm sorry about that. It, it's it's January is jam-packed. We took a trip. My brother's coming to town. My wife's going to a retreat. There's all these different things going on. So, um, But now's a great time to be a member. So tonight, make sure you're here for that. That'll be really, really fun. Um, <laughs> theology. Uh, I promise the rate at which magnetic decay occurs, you literally won't notice. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't, I, yeah. I, again, I was more worried about the rubber getting worn down. Uh, speaking of theologians, what are your opinions on John Calvin? <laughs> I can't get into that with you. This is a gaming channel. Um, I would love to discuss that with you. I have a lot of his books, but, but, uh, I can't talk about that. That has nothing to do with gaming, and that's a terrible idea. We primarily stream on YouTube, and uh, I know those discussions crop up quite a bit over here on the talk, and I've, I've seen a couple people do that with their live, but I can't do that right now. Uh, Madam isn't gone. It's a boys' night. No, 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 no. No, she's not gone this weekend. She's not gone this weekend. We're playing tonight. We're going to play Until Dawn tonight. So if you're a member, make sure you get into the Discord. If you're not a member, consider becoming one, and then get in that Discord. There's a link below in the description to get in our Discord server. That's the that's finally that's the best way to not miss out on announcements. You finally beat Ragnarok. It's a really good game. It really, really is. We got to be close to 300 likes by now. We're super close to 300 likes over here on YouTube. Let's see 2,000 likes over here on the talk. Click the share. Let's see more people come in here and join the discussion. We're talking about Fable 4 rumors look bad for Microsoft. That's the title of my stream today. There's a lot of rumors about Fable 4 gameplay development. It's a challenge. Their engine their contracts, there's all this stuff going on, and I'm just curious where you guys land on this. Do you think companies underneath Microsoft's ownership are facing challenges because of the contracted workers? We're seeing creative directors leave. We're, we're, we're hearing things about what happened with 343, and that's the concern that I have about Fable 4, or in this case, it's just called Fable. Uh, Rapture Ready, you changed your name. Your name was not that. Your name was Rock and Robin, was it not? Change your name. $13 tip. Thank you so much for that. <clears throat> Thank you everybody for being here today. Super chats, gifted members, likes, all those things. Appreciate it. Lionhood Studios can never rekindle the flame, says Meta Modern Sound, I think is your name. It cuts off your name. I could probably see the full name if I go over here. Meta Modern Sounds, plural. I have you on like the big view and I can't see your full name. Creative directors that didn't work on Fable, they were working on Forza Horizon. No, 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 Malcolm, hang on. I wasn't trying to indicate that a bunch of Fable creative directors have left. Creative directors under Microsoft's ownership have left. I think it's, I think the count on Halo Infinite is up to three creative directors that have left. Three. Then the creative director from Rare who is working on Everwild they left and then Forza Horizon 5's creative director left now I saw a tweet that claimed Fable's creative director left I couldn't vet that I also saw that the initiative had a creative director leave um, I can hook you up with some uh, Yeti let me know I don't need hooked up with Yeti merchandise I would want to be connected to Yeti so I could talk to them be like hey I drink from your mug every day on stream. Why you want to send me some product? You guys work with YouTubers, you know what I'm saying? That kind of a thing. 
I feel like I've been hearing about Hable, uh, Fable uh, forever. Any idea of a release date? No. That's why we're talking about this today. Like one of the, 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 the I pulled up this article from Game Rant. Fable's engine delay rumors explain. So there's there's issues apparently with the engine. There's issues with internal delays and challenges and problems. And so because of that, I don't necessarily think we're going to see anything anytime soon. Can you even play Diablo 4 without a phone number? <laughs> don't you guys have phones? Microsoft employment policies sound extremely exploitative. Uh, media should shine a light. I don't necessarily think I agree with what you're saying. It's not exploitative to be like, if we're going to put you under contract instead of hiring you, we only want you on 18 months because we don't want to pay benefits. That's a very corporate America thing, right? It's a very corporate America thing. There are companies that'll cap you at 32 hours so that they don't have to pay you benefits. This is this is common. This is very common because it's extremely expensive to pay for people's benefits. So, I'm not going to call it exploitative. Now, I'm not going to say that it's good. Yeah, it's been shined upon. It's been reported about. Then the main reason we know about it is because it's been it's been it's had a light shined on it. I don't think Fable has the same importance it used to have, says Solemn. It's been out of the spotlight during this generation of human beings that play games. So it only means something to us older gamers. Okay, but Solemn, if the average age of gamers is 28 and up, we make up a big portion of that of that age group, do we not? There were court cases, news articles, ETC going back more than a decade. Come on, Lono, that's super exploitative. Let's look up the definition of exploitative. So, making use of a situation or treating others unfairly in order to gain an advantage or benefit, okay? So you'd have to establish that they're treating people unfairly. I mean, they are doing it as for a a benefit or an advantage. Money, right? But that's what every company does. Every company sets up their business structure, hiring process, average, average payout, average salaries. All of those things are done for the benefit of profit, right? These aren't charities. These are businesses. So I don't know if you could say, oh, you're treating them unfairly. Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly. Like, I don't know if you can argue that. What benefits are granted 18 months? I don't know. It would be health benefits. My second message said that the market is catering toward the younger generation now, which couldn't fit in the other message. I don't agree with that. I don't think the current I don't think the current landscape of games is appealing to the younger generation at all. Halo Infinite appealed to the younger generation, car games appeal to the younger generation, Starfield appeals to the younger generation. What about all the games that Sony's been releasing? I don't agree with that in the least. I don't see any evidence that the gaming market is shifting to to focus purely on the younger generation. Battle Royales maybe. Maybe. I don't see any evidence to substantiate that claim. None. The games that continue to come out, one of the major criticisms of yeah, Elden Ring, one of the major criticisms of the industry is that they just keep dialing in very successful, big, well-known franchises. Those well-known big franchises appeal to everybody. And I mean, they're well-known and they're big because of us. I think it's, uh, this is well with movies and television. 
talking about kids that are eight. I'm talking about late teens going on into 20s. Do you think the recent batch of remakes and dialing in nostalgia and all the criticism people have made of movies and TV shows not being original and only remaking things and only dialing in nostalgic, you know, relevancy, you think that's appealing to the younger audience? That doesn't line up with anything that we've been saying for the past couple of years about focusing so much on the greatest hits, focusing so much on established franchises. I mean, goodness gracious, we just covered Ubisoft yesterday canceling seven unannounced titles and digging down on well-known established franchises that are already out. I, I, don't, I don't find evidence of that in the TV, movie, or gaming market at all. They're appealing to the 28s and ups because we're so massive and we spend so much money. You get new fans that didn't get to play them. They first launch as well as appealing to some people's nostalgia. No, I think you're minimizing the fact that they're using nostalgia to make it fit with your point. I don't think your point stands. I think I think looking at the gaming market, movie or TV market and saying, "Oh, everything's being geared towards the younger audience." I see no evidence of that. I I just don't. Typically what they're trying to do is have a broad reach, not a narrow reach. And if that includes the younger audience, I think that's probably a part of the line items of like, hey, we really need to make sure we start, you know, getting these younger audiences here because they're going to be the next generation of gamers. But acting like the focus has shifted to them, I think is false. I I, I think it's false. The biggest games, the biggest announcements are centered around established franchises that are well known, right? What's the younger audience doing with their time? Talk? Yeah, 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 the talk. Instagram and the talk is where a lot of them spend their time. A lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of research on that on screen time and the growth of those platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're appealing to the largest demographic with the most disposable income, and teens are not in that bracket. That's what I'm saying. Like 28 and up is 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 the is the gaming populace, and we spend all the money. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see it. And I don't see games like Fable, like you're like, oh, Fable, like what's the point that we're making then? Fable doesn't matter? Well, why would they make one then? Why would they put this much behind it? Why would they put, you know, Playground Games behind it and 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 and, and build it in this new engine? Why would they do all that if these old games don't matter to anybody? Who's coming into those old franchises? As long as the franchise is still relevant, the new generation will want to be a part of what is still popular. Yeah, but again, I don't see that supporting the premise that the focus is shifting to the young. I don't see that supported in 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 anything that we've looked at. It depends on what you consider established franchises. Lots of them have been rebooted and are arguably nothing like their older installments. Well, I'm not saying that they retained their soul or their identity. I'm not saying that at all. Fable's a loved game. I think new IPs would be better. A new RPG IP with new ideas. Well, one of the reasons why I think you're seeing so many companies stick with existing IPs is because costs of production and the size of the budgets, they need to make as much money as possible. So they're targeting they're targeting something that they know will automatically have marketing draw, if that makes sense. You you have a huge uphill battle commercially when you make a brand new game, a brand new IP. You have a very, very big hill to get over. 
Kids don't have disposable income. Adults do. Adults are the primary market for games. Between 25 and up is the person most likely buying a game. That's what I'm saying. All the market research points to the fact that we're the target audience. We we are the target audience. Remakes and remasters time, right? As much money as possible. Marketing made easy. Right, marketing's costly. That's exactly right. Like... I don't know. I mean, you look at these games that they try, you know, you t- they try to launch a brand new IP and I just think it's very very challenging, you know. Avowed brother, you can have both old IP and new ones. Xbox is not doing a bunch of remakes. N- nobody said that they were. I said the gaming world at large has been accused of this as well as movie and TVs. You're responding to something that I didn't say. Now maybe somebody in chat said it, but I didn't say that. I wasn't singling out Microsoft. I was saying that this has been a common criticism. Whether you look at The Last of Us Part 1 remake or a lot of these movie remakes or reboots, that's been a that's been a consistent complaint. They aren't going to focus game production on a group that doesn't have money. Exactly. Exactly, short bus. That's another well-made point over here on the talk. I was a little late in my response to that one. The average gamer is 33 years old and has been playing games for 10 years. Companies know how to use nostalgia to make money. We are buying them for ourselves and our kids, and teens can buy their own games in a lot of cases. Just because we are buying them doesn't mean we are the only ones playing them. No one's saying that. We're, we're doing basic market analysis to shoot down a market trend that you claimed. All market analysis points to games being targeted at the largest and bigger spenders. That's not children. That's not kids. That's not teenagers. Your point that put us down this 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 rabbit trail was that everything's being geared towards kids now, the younger audience, and I don't see any evidence of that anywhere. I see the contrary being true. Games like Fable, right? I've been fighting with YouTube this morning, keeping the stream live, then again, it could be my work internet being dumb. Yeah, I've had no complaining. I've had no complaining about YouTube today from anybody. I did. I am streaming on Spectrum. I've been streaming on Spectrum all week by mistake. I just realized that this morning, and I, I unplugged it, and then I put it back because I had to upload stuff uh, for for Creature. Distribution of gamers in the United States. Yeah, the largest portion are 70, 76% of, of people playing games in the United States are over the age of 18. 76%. The 24% is 18 and down. They're the lowest percentage. They're a fourth of the industry, in the United States at least. Like Lono, uh, I'd say you're correct, but to a degree. Exactly. Let's not pretend like the original goal wasn't holiday sales for parents to buy consoles for kids. But the gaming industry has metamorphosized, right? It was born with... Coleco, Atari, and Nintendo, and it's grown into adult hobbyist entertainment. Every kid in every family I know have kids playing games. I know more people younger than me playing games than my age. That's anecdotal and contrary to the facts. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. If I add up the people that I know that play games, I'm sure I would come to a a similar conclusion. Well, all my nephews play games, and most of the adult men that I know don't play games because they don't have problems i'll agree to disagree i stand by my observation your observation's irrelevant to the facts like i don't care about your observation i can make the same observation it doesn't lead to a conclusion facts lead to conclusion like the facts are 
76% of the gamers in the United States are over the age of 18. That's the target audience. They're the majority. Three-fourths of the gamers just in the West are above the age of 18. That's the target. And look at the games that are coming out. They're all Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Halo, Fable, even the car games. Even the car games, like... I can make the exact same observation that you can, but I'm not coming to the same conclusion you are, because my anecdotal observation of like, well, none of the men I know play video games. Yeah, they're all incredibly busy and don't have time. In fact, I don't even play that much, <laughs> to do, truth be told. My, my nephews play way more than me. My kids play more than me. So I could come to the same conclusion. These are all, these, look, at, look at how many kids I know that play video games, how many adults I know that don't. That has no bearing on the discussion. Like, if things are shifting, as you said, and oh, there's, everything's, you know, everything's focused on, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is the contention that it got. Everything's focused on kids these days, teenagers. I'm like, I don't see any evidence of that. And then we look at the actual statistics of who's playing and buying, it's not a you can't substantiate the point. A five gifted members from Aaron Wright. <clears throat> we got Wayne O Gigi, Shinobi, Dylan, Joker, and Nolan Saints. All getting a gifted membership. It's a great day to get a gifted membership. How much have all those games changed to meet other crowds? They didn't need to change for us. We already like them as they are. I don't, but I don't think I, I'm telling you. I that that doesn't that, that again. That's that is just like conjecture. Like there's no way to say the biggest and most successful commercial games. Oh, they made changes for the younger audience. What? Okay, where and how? And why are so many remakes and remasters coming out? Bro is wielding anecdote and thinking it's a level 99 melee weapon and wondering why it's always a miss. Stop it. <clears throat> Fable is for casual RPG fans. It'll be fine. Not really much competition for it in the market. I'm, that, again, pure conjecture and has, we, we don't even know if that's what they're going to do with this game. It'll be fine. I, how, I don't understand, man. Why do people always have to assert it'll be fine? It's fine. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. Like, you sound like that crazy person in the movie who's, like, talking to themselves. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Like, what the heck? Welfare Rockstar renewing that membership and doing a VIP. They made changes for the younger audience. Looks at God of War. Yeah, no shot. The average gamer is 34 years old, owns a house, and has children. Right. Another statistic. Like, I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Excuse me. I'm afraid that Bethesda is going to oversimplify Elder Scrolls. If you guys are just tuning in, we've been discussing Fable. Fable 4 rumors look bad for Xbox, and we've been talking about that, and we're kind of getting into uh, a bit of a debate about whether or not game companies are focusing on the younger audiences, and and I'm not quite sure why you made the point, Solemn. Were you saying that, like, Fable doesn't really matter? I wasn't even talking to you. Oh, you weren't? So I should ignore th- ignore things you say in my chat? I won't respond to that last comment because my response wouldn't have been stream appropriate nor nor nice. 
It's because Xbox uh, fanboys know the games they get are mostly trash. Nah, 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 nah. Demo- Demo- Demonic Deadbeat, we don't need to go down that row. We don't need to be saying fanboys and, and being crass and unkind. <clears throat> Stop making this about you, Lono. Yeah, I'm sorry. I played through all fables and loved the game, but for me, I don't know if it's going to be good or not. From Derek, it was directed at me, not what you said. I mean, what Derek said was a joke, so I don't know. You're in a YouTube chat. If somebody making a whimsical joke about what you said is going to cause you to, like, be really unkind and nasty, that's a you problem. That's a problem with you, bro. Like, <laughs> we all get teased and, 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 and joshed with every single day about the things that we say. Come on. I mean, how, how many times a day do I get made fun of for different things? Kids these days don't even get homework. Oh, come on. I thought we banned folks for calling people names around here. He didn't call... Well, we time people out usually if they don't stop. He didn't call a specific person a name. We typically don't ban someone just because they say Sony Pony or fanboy. If they're told to stop and they continue being nasty, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll give them a little bit of a bop. Come on. I'm making the request to not do it, right? If you think we've banned some of the people that came in here and kept grinding the Sony Pony Axe, if you think I banned them for name-calling, you have a very, very revisionist history of what has transpired in my streams. That's not what we do. Oh, you said Sony Pony. You're out! That's not what we do at all. Um, maybe if, uh, in this fable, your choices will actually impact the game. They advertised the original games that way and your choices didn't actually impact anything. I think that's going to be one of the greater challenges for open world RPG games going forward. I do. I think that's going to be one of the greater challenges because creating a game where your choices actually matter, they talked about that in like Hogwarts, right? There's no morality. There's no thing like, oh, your your game's going to completely change if you do this or that. But they've said that's going to be true in Starfield, right? So I, I would say I would say in general, I think that is one of the greater challenges of RPGs is creating that if you do this and dramatically change the game. Because some people don't like that. People ask for certain systems and then they end up hating them because it gives them choice paralysis. They're like, well if I choose the wrong thing, it's gonna ruin my entire game. You know what I mean? They make changes to make the remakes and remasters more widely accepted, not solely for the old head. I mean, I never said they made it solely for the old head, but clearly when they're doing remakes and remasters of old games, that's the primary target audience. I'd say name-calling does not make the discussion any better, though. Right, that's why I said don't do it. I'm not going to ban somebody for saying Xbox fanboy. I've not banned people for saying Sony Pony. I ban people who continue to do it and disrupt chat after being asked to stop. Right? My whole original point was that Fable has been gone for so long and isn't really relevant in the current market and that Xbox doesn't need it. I think the only way that changes is if this new game is actually good. I would argue that differently, though. I would say they need it because it's a first-party title. They need it to be good. They need to nail it because it's a first-party title. As they continue to invest in their first-party titles, like, let's just take Fallout 6 when we finally get it. 
I'm, I'm fast forwarding my beard's grayer and and you've changed your name again and you're in here telling me <laughs> you're in here telling me fallout 6 isn't really relevant anymore they don't really need it and i'm like what are you talking about it's a first party title they need it to be good no one was arguing they need fable but if they have another game tied to their first party launch with problems and we got all these rumors and all these blogs written about how yeah the engine yep the contract policy that does hurt them it hurts xbox it hurts microsoft 100 percent. so i like i'm not saying they need fable because oh my gosh it's this big huge massive title now i said it's a beloved title so you're going to be getting hit with a double whammy you're going to have people saying, yep, another first-party failure from Microsoft if it's bad. And you're going to have all the fans angry. All those fans that were like, oh my gosh, we're finally going to get another Fable. Uh, no. Was threatening a dude earlier in the stream for saying fanboy, just saying, anyways, I'll leave the topic alone. Quiet Shy was threatening a dude earlier in the stream for saying fanboy? Quiet Shy is not a mod. Our, our our community self-regulates itself. We we ask people not to do that. So if Quiet Shy was saying, chill on the fanboy stuff, all she's doing is trotting out something that we've asked people to do, to not do. Also, please don't call me names. Thank you. I mean, just calling you a liar. Are you a liar? <laughs> I mean... If the shoes fit Cinderella, <laughs> if the shoes fit Cinderella, I know you think they need more good first-party titles. My thinking is they don't need uh, they don't need more bad first-party titles. I don't think Fable can be really good anymore. I don't understand why why can't Fable be good anymore? This guy is really low on stuff to talk about. He's still going on with some 4chan rumor BS. Really, R.L. Stein. Your books suck, by the way. Uh, this is an article from two days ago from GameRand. Does this look like 4chan to you? Fable's engine delay rumors explained. By the way, you're in my chat, so how pathetic is your life? Man, this guy's running out of stuff to talk about. Why the frick are you here then? Go do something better with your morning. Like, how pathetic is your morning that you're going to go into a stream about something that you think is irrelevant? Do you commonly make stupid decisions throughout the day? Oh! Time to start a new day. I'm going to go do stupid stuff and waste my time. Are there any videos out there about topics I'm not concerned with or I think are irrelevant? I'm going to go watch them. Like, is it? I just, I don't know. I, I, I have a really hard time empathizing with stupid people. I just do. It's really hard for me to do. Where did they get it? Uh, from Jez Corden, Windows Central, a guy who covers Xbox rumors and leaks. That's where they got the information. You read how many of my books? You said they were crappy? <laughs> you think that that joke was serious? You, you thought I was being serious? I was being silly. Because you're probably not the real R.L. Stein. I don't even know if that guy is still alive. This is from... It's from Jez Corden, a guy, Windows Central, an article about leaks and rumors, con- contract policies at Microsoft. That 
it's funny that you projected onto me that I got nothing to talk about and I pulled it from 4chan. That sounds like something maybe you do with your time. I don't do that with my time. I I look at the gaming press and when I see something worth talking about, I'm like, okay, we had a Fable video about these rumors a couple of weeks ago. It did really well. I thought, let's revisit the subject. We got a brand new article from two days ago written by Game Rant recounting all of the things that have happened and connecting dots between patterns we've seen with Halo Infinite, patterns we've seen with Anthem, and now we're hearing similar things. Oh, he's 79 years old? Well, if it's really you, I'll talk slower and louder and uh, I'll give you more time to talk because it's going to be hard for you to keep up. Jez specifically said that the Fable rumors were BS on his Xbox 2 podcast days ago. Dumb. Ah, okay. What's funny to me is we're not talking about rumors. We're not talking about rumors. If you spent more than 60 seconds here and listened, I know it's hard. Turn your hearing aid up. If you would have spent a little bit more time here and listened, what we talked about was the actual in-house engine that we know they're using. That's a fact, not a rumor. The Forza Tech engine's being used. And the in-house engine posing a problem with Microsoft's 18-month contractual policy, as we saw with Halo Infinite. Now, I know logic and reason is tough for Neanderthals and people who think like tribalistic dum-dums, but if I connected those dots easily enough for you, you should see that today's stream is actually more about facts and information that we know and expressing concern about this looks like another Halo Infinite. This sounds like another Anthem. We've got a game being built in an engine, an engine that's never been used for a game type like this before. We've heard all these rumors about problems, and now we're looking at the 18-month contract policy and thinking, this really, really hurt Halo Infinite. It's possibly going to be causing problems with Fable as well. Now, you've been banned, and you can't talk in my chat anymore because you're too juvenile to get into an adult conversation. So go see if someone's streaming like a play, like I don't know a playground or a preschool stream where they're playing with blocks because your intellectual level's more suited for a stream like that. Solemn says, let me rephrase. I don't think they can make Fable good anymore. People adored Fable 2, thought Fable 3 was okay, but a downgrade in some ways. They've been floundering and flopping ever since. Well, they've not been floundering and flopping, they've been canceling. All of the Fable projects after Fable 3 were canceled, were they not? They had to cancel their last Fable game that I participated in. That was Legends, right? Fable Legends? And the only other one I believe was a card game, I think. They've been flopping for so long. It's hard to call a canceled project a flop. Right? A flop would be at launch and it failed. I I think they were like, this isn't going to work, and they canceled it. And Linehead Studios was shut down. Yeah, if Linehead Studios was shut down, like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I could see that angle and be like, okay, I guess that's a fair point to be like, Fable kind of crashed and burned and the studio shut down and that shakes my confidence in Fable. Okay, I think that's fair. I actually think that's a reasonable position. I, I can't argue against that, right? I think, you know, they've been flopping and floundering isn't... I would phrase it differently. I'd be like, I mean, Fable kind of crashed and burned as a franchise. 
Fable 3 was criticized. Fable Legends was shuttered. The card game, I believe, was also shuttered. I don't know what happened with it. And then Lionhead gets shut down. So, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Fable. I think that's fair. The last game they had even somewhat acceptable was Fable 3 in 2010, which was considered overall not as good as Fable 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that happens with franchises. You know, franchises run their course. Now, I would push back and say, you know, there's there's a there's a great... That's not how I want to say it. This is a great time to revisit a title like Fable. Because open world action adventure RPGs have come a really, really long way. And they could benefit from all of those uh, industry discoveries, industry advancements. Right? A flop is like selling 200 consoles over an entire week in Japan. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Fable 3 was bad. I remember... He, here's what happened with, to me with Fable 3. Now, this, this has nothing to do with Fable 4. Since we've got like a ton of, you know, new new people. It's a new studio. It's a new engine. So Fable 4... I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I got into Fable with Fable 3. I got into Dead Space with Dead Space 3. So I didn't have all that pre-baked baggage and expectations, and I thought both those games were great. You know what I mean? Oh, they were great. I didn't have any all the I didn't have any of these expectations. I didn't have any of this baggage. So I went into Fable 3 being like, hey, this looks like a cool game. This looks fun. And I had fun. I did the same thing with Dead Space 3. You know what I mean? Doc thinks he's bigger than COD. His game will flop just based off his ego. So, I'm just curious. Do you have, like, note cards on your desk of just, like, random hot takes just to throw out there? Who's talking about Doc? Who's talking about that game? And if you think... if If you think Doc's ego about his game versus Call of Duty, if you think that's Guy Beam being serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... You need help. I'm so so disappointed with Dead Space 3. You need to play Dead Space 2. No, I don't. I don't go back and play old games. I don't. It's not worth it, ever. In the, in, in the few times that I've ever tried to do it, I'm like, this didn't age well. This was great at the time, but if I'm not wearing the nostalgic glasses that you're wearing, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <clears throat> Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's really, really easy to not go back and play old games on the on the on the recommendation of fans. It's really easy to do. I do it all the time because the few times that I did it, there were times I went back and played games that I loved at the time, and I was like, no, no, this, this, this did not age well. This, this did not age well. There's seriously not a community that's more self-destructive than the gaming community. Can't be happy with it for anything? What do you mean can't be happy with anything? What are you talking about? I just played it. It's not nostalgia. K. I tried with the glasses on. I still say this didn't age well. I tried with nostalgia, but I don't get the nostalgic feeling. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't do it. Right? I can't do it. I couldn't even play Diablo 2 Resurrected for that reason. There's too many rough edges in those old games, man. I can't do it. Games have come so far with streamlining all those little things, all those little paper cuts. You know what I mean? 
All those little paper cuts, man, they add up. They add up. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. It's like, oh my gosh. I just can't do this. Can't do it. Ratchet and Clank PS2 games still feel as smooth and as fluid. Uh, the graphics are not as close to the new ones. I say this all the time. Nostalgia's uh, a hell of a drug. Yeah, like... I'm not going to sit here and convince you the game's not good. I'm telling you, I, I've done this before. I've done the go back and play this game, bro. Oh my gosh. And I'm like falling asleep 20 minutes in. I can't do it. I love Borderlands 2, but the technical leap between 2 and 3 is huge. Yeah, like even a game like that that I really, really like, I would go back and be like, no, man, no way. New subscriber, what's good? Welcome on in. If you're a new subscriber and you've never been here before, smash the like button. It helps this video find more folks. We could easily hit 400 likes, I bet. We have been discussing Fable 4 leaks, Fable 4 rumors. Uh, Apparently, the Fable 4 gameplay development is, I'm worried, is basically the, the point of today's stream. Basically the point of today's stream. To say that there's a lot of reasons and a lot of things that we're hearing that that I find to be concerning. Um, we got a great suggest today. So if you click this video on your homepage, or if my video was suggested somewhere, a lot of Xbox and PlayStation videos is where we showed up today. So if you clicked on this video on a suggestion, I appreciate you checking out my content. You can support it very easily by hitting subscribe and engaging in the chat and talking with us. Are there any old games you used to play that you can go back to? Mm, no. The only games I've successfully gone back to, I wouldn't classify as very old. It's a good question, but like Ori in the Blind Forest and Hellblade. Those are games I can always go back to. They're, they're almost like spiritual experiences for me. They're psychological experiences for me. And... I have I have similar feelings about like Ghost of Tsushima and you know Sekiro and you know games that that, that sort of did something to me, but those aren't old. You know what I mean? Those aren't old. Like if I go back further than that, I don't know, man. Like I, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal. Like the question would be. In the next 10 years, will games get so advanced, so much better, so incredible, that if I go back and try to play Hellblade Returnal and all these different things, is that going to be, you know, uh, I'll skip the song, sorry, doorbell song. I forgot to reset the music this morning. Like, is game development and advancements, is it going to get so incredible that I can't go back and play Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal and Hellblade and Ori and the Blind Forest? Like, I don't know. I can't answer that question right now. I don't know what future me thinks. I don't. But I know that when I've gone back too far, I'm like, I just shrug. I'm like, nah. I it, I can't do it. Like I tried to do it with the first Dead Space. Like I've tried to do it with certain games, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. Like I just can't. I can't connect interesting is that the indie scene is basically your favorite era of games with modern quality of life changes yo i love that perspective that's so true that's why i love games like hyperlight drifter and tunic and 
um, uh, Death Door and Have a Nice Death. And I, I love all those games. You know, even if you look, if you honestly look at like Ori in the Blind Forest and you look at like Hollow Knight, you know what I'm saying? Like those games are exactly what you just described. They're like, oh man, it's the, it's that favorite era. It's that old era, but it's, it's been, it's all been modernized. I can enjoy this amazing Metroidvania platformer, you know, isometric dungeon crawler. And I don't have to eat around all the old school fat, you know, first dead space is a little hard to fall back to. It breaks over 60 FPS. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Cells. Yep. I still play old Mario games and they don't feel outdated, but playing old GTA games makes me sleep. Messenger's a good one. Yeah, I didn't like the Messenger too much. If the, if the controls get too rigid, I can't do it. Like, Axiom Verge and the Messenger, they're just too rigid. The fluidity of Hollow Knight and Ori in the Blind Forest spoiled me. I, I, can't, I can't play Axiom Verge or the Messenger or... Um, what was the one Bloodstained the Ritual or whatever? Like I can't play those games. I feel like I'm playing an old Nintendo game. Like it's like it's too rigid. Mario 64 Ocarina, those are still good. There's an odd spot in the timeline where games are nearly impossible to go back to and enjoy. PlayStation X era stuff like the original Resident Evil trilogy, some of those are all but unplayable now. Yeah, but then you can go back. Yeah, you know, like like The Legend of Zelda uh, Link to the Past and Super Metroid. I bet you I could enjoy those, but even then, you're still going to have to eat around. You're going to have to eat around the fat. Yeah, the Resident Evil 2 remake was amazing. It really was. Now, why are we talking about all these old games? Why? Well, Fable, or at this point, you know, the Fable 4 release date, it's unknown, but when we look at Fable 4 and we consider what it is, it's trying to do that. It's trying to take an old game, a game with lots of nostalgia, and bring it forward. And that's a question. Can you do that? I want Fable to have its God of War 2018 moment. I got all these old games. This. Now, God of War 2018 really, really reinvented itself in the franchise, you know, and, and really changed a lot of things. But, but we don't necessarily need to see that in Fable but I want to see that big of a leap I would love to see that big of a leap Castlevania Symphony of the Night is still very playable here's the thing, here's the thing you're kind of proving my point you have to go back to very specific games and you're like, this one, this one this one. these ones are still very playable the lion's share of old games, I, I can't do it. If you can, more power to you. If you can pick up any game 10 years old, 15 years old, and you can have fun with it, man, more power to you. I can't do it. I can't. Like, it. that's a me problem. I acknowledge that's a me problem. It's like, yeah, man, I, I, it's, it's, I just, I struggle with it. I, it's my brain, my brain immediately says no to it. And I, I can't get, I can't, my brain can't tether to it. Like right now, if they, if they updated Fable 3, no, 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 no. Let's go to the one that everybody says is the best. If they updated Fable 2 so that it ran with like 60 FPS and I could play it on my Xbox Series X, I'd probably play for an hour and be like, I'm good. No, I'm good, dude. I'm I'm sweet. Diablo 2 Resurrected is a perfect example of this. You bring up a good point before, Lono, says T-Multiplied. The new Resident Evil games are great. 
They just aren't for me because I look at them and say, this isn't Resident Evil. Me being a nostalgia-grabbing 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Russian Attack and Punch-Out were the best NES games. Did you guys see that article a while ago? It's baked into the game. You can do it right now. Uh, and we played it through the Nintendo Online subscription. Super Punch-Out, if you do the right button presses, you can fight against each other in Super Punch-Out. One person can be the boxer and one person can be the enemy. We did it. We did it. We tested it. It was hilarious. It's it's, I, it's fun for a little bit. <laughs> it's fun for a little bit. Yeah, we're doing the stream with Mike today. That's why I wore my Slytherin shirt. We're doing a Hogwarts Legacy live service debate. If you want to see that, you can't watch on the talk. You're going to have to come to YouTube. I can't show you his screen over here yet. We're trying to unlock the ability to have the stream key over here on the talk so that I can give you the exact same stream and then you'd be able to see everything. But if you want to see that Hogwarts Legacy live stream, uh, I'm sorry, Hogwarts Legacy live service debate, you're going to have to watch on Reforge Gaming over on YouTube. River City Ransom and Dodgeball were the best NES games by far. I can still play the majority of my childhood SNES games and they hold up, says Animal Mother. Yeah, I, I think some I think some of them do. I think some of the SNES games hold up. I I, I agree. I agree. Again, you've man, you've got to go the distance. More for Ravenclaw. Okay, so if you guys like Legos, our Lego channel's about to have a great series on there for Hogwarts Legacy. Someone bought me the Lego mosaic where you can make the four different houses you know Slytherin Hufflepuff Gryffindor and my my Ravenclaw <laughs> my brain I was, like, I was like Jigglypuff no I already said Hufflepuff um, you can make all four houses <laughs> you can make all four houses and so we're going to do those four series over there on the Lego channel so you can use the Lego command B- please only subscribe and support that channel if you like Legos and you're actually going to watch the content. Don't support that channel just out of like love and admiration if you're not going to watch the content. It's not that you can't do it. Uh, dust a lot of games. You have to go through every game a gen. And there's a lot of new video games coming out. Um, I don't even know who ordered the Hogwarts thing for me, right? Malonis tests me in. So excited for Hogwarts. I'm going to use House Jigglypuff. Hey, I have a very serious question for you. You think you're the first person to make the Jigglypuff joke? Seriously? Bro. RPGs generally hold up okay? They can. They can. Again, again. Like, I'll unsub from the LEGO channel then. Yeah, if you sub to the LEGO channel just to be nice and you're not watching the content, that's not... If I'm like 50 subs away from 1,000 subs and we have our watch hours... I may ask you guys to help me out. Hey, go push us over the edge so we can unlock monetization. But I don't want you doing that now. There's only like 300 subs over there. We're just letting that thing grow organically and naturally. I don't want you doing it now. Yeah, if I'm 50 subs, 20 subs away, I may be like, hey guys, come on. Let's let's push this thing over the edge here. That's not going to hurt us, right? I don't need a couple hundred people hanging out over there not watching any of the content. That's not helpful. I was going to next Friday out to pick something else. Yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody went crazy. Roads are starting to ice in Louisville? What's going on? Really? I don't think we're going anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere today. 
I don't have the patience for the old favorites in the classics. Yeah, I'm, sa- I'm saying. I'm saying. This is why I think Fable 4 could be a big hit. Alex Wider says, Ah, Legos. My man, Alex. Hey, Alex. If you want to go crazy, gift members instead. Don't go Lego crazy anymore. I have a backlog. Y'all went crazy. We are good for now. The only thing we need is the Mando bust. So we can have the full set of Lego Star Wars bus. That's the only thing we need. Everything else on there is is like way out in the distance and not needed. So if you feel like going crazy, we need 10 more. We'll hit the member goal. I have to give five. Pay it forward to the community instead of buying me Legos that'll, that'll sit for a while. That's, that's, that's my challenge to you guys that like to be super generous and like to go a little crazy. We're, we're, we, we, we are good on the Lego front for a very long time, right? <laughs> You'll get the, the Mando bus next Friday. Sure, there you go. Sorcerer claiming that one. He's calling dibs on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, if that gets taken by next Friday, Sorcerer, the Horizon Forbidden West Tall Neck, we could try and time that with the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. That's the only other one on there that could be timed with some relevancy. You know what I mean? I bought you Duplos. I hope that's okay. <laughs> be so funny that would be so funny if like a little jungle duplo set showed up and like what the f- am i gonna do with this <laughs> when is that dlc um i actually don't know uh april april we've got some time we've got some time hogwarts legacy graphics modes for playstation 5 and the xbox series s have been revealed uh the playstation 5 uh, an Xbox Series X console versions of Hogwarts Legacy support multiple graphical modes of display, the most common of which are fidelity, which will run a 30 FPS, and performance, will t- which will target 60. Little concerning. Little concerning that it says it's targeting 60. Ugh. Ugh. What do you mean targeting 60? That game does not look like it should struggle with 60. I gave all of my Legos to my neighbor's son a long time ago. Uh, I need to get Lego Star Wars sets for nostalgia purposes. I want my final review vid for the Duplo set. I was kind of disappointed with the difficulty and the complexity. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, shoot. Hang on a second. Every game says target 60. Okay, Wheezy. That makes me feel a little bit better. If they all say target 60, then I feel a teensy bit better. I feel a teensy bit better. Um, that, I don't know. I, that's concerning. That's concerning. I target 60. Stuff. What do you mean target 60? Give me 60 or get the frick out. Like, I'm glad my man Dark, uh, Dark, Doc Dark 1985. There's levels to this. You guys got to sub to that guy. He's amazing. Doc Dark 1985. He just released a video basically being like, he, I love his energy. I want to have him on a show so freaking bad. He's like, you are not next gen if your game only runs at 30 FPS. I'm like, preach, bro. I'm like, tell him, Doc. Tell him. Tell all these people. They need to hear it. I was I was like, this is a good video. This man, this man is pro. He's pro Xbox. He loves his Xbox. Man, he's not giving a lot of room. He's not giving a lot of room for mediocrity from Starfield. He's like, in his one video, he's like, don't you dare come out at 30 FPS only. He said, don't you dare. I was like, man, this guy, I like this guy. He's he's bringing the heat. He's bringing the heat. 
He said, your game is not next-gen unless, he's like, if it's 30 FPS, the only way I'll consider it next-gen is if it tells me the date and time that Jesus Christ comes back. (laughs) He said that. He said that. I was like, okay. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) That's a tall order, Doc. That's a tall order. Oh man, he's, I don't think he's full-timer. I don't think he's full-time on YouTube. I think he's busy. He's got a lot of things that he does. You can tell he kind of makes his videos on the fly. That makes his videos on the fly. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and shut down over here on the talk. If you want to watch my podcast with my man 30 and so gaming, we're going to be debating Hogwarts legacy live service debate. You're going to want to be here for it. I'm going to shut down talk. I'm not shutting down YouTube. Uh, I'm just shutting down the talk. And then I'm going to take a, uh, a very quick, um, I'm going to take a very, very quick restroom break. And then when I get back, we'll probably start setting up that scene. Do me a favor. Help us hit this member goal today. Help us hit the next like threshold. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. I've got discussion questions. We can keep the conversation going about Fable 4. I'll be right back.
Boy. All right, I'm back. I think I might start responding. I don't know where we would put it, but I want to start reacting to people are doing like stitches and responses to my my videos on the talk. And uh, I might re- start reacting to them because this one guy just recently did one. He's got like 40,000 followers over there and he's arguing against my video where I said that you know, people that say all these PlayStation games are the same, I was like, I don't think they've played the games. And he's like, I have. And he's like, and let me tell you. And he's getting ready to go on some rant about, and I didn't watch the whole thing. So I was like, man, that might be, you know, some pretty good content. I, I'm not too big on reacting to talk videos on YouTube. I, I know lots of people are doing it to great success. I'm just always a little hesitant to do that because I feel like that's just, it's, it's so lowbrow. It's easy for that to just be such lowbrow content. Ray tracing is going to save dev hundreds of man hours and lessen the load on art teams. Its impact is very relevant. Movies have been using it for quite some time. Yeah, I want to hear his argument as well. I want to see what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, uh, I'm intrigued to say the least, um, to be like, okay, all right, buddy, you know, what do you, what do you got here? What, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to trot out here? Um, so just interested to see. Uh, what he thinks. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. And then I'll see if I want to, like, react to that kind of, uh, that kind of content, because I don't know if I want to or not. Um, mm, being really weird with that channel. The only guy in the gaming on PlayStation, the PlayStation 4, maybe you're just not as jaded with all the single-player open-world action games. But why, why is that a problem, I guess would be my question. Why, why are single-player open-world action games a problem if they're all so dramatically different? Like, I love shooters, and when I was playing Borderlands 4, I wasn't like, man, I'm just so jaded after playing Call of Duty and Medal of Honor and, and Quake 2, Quake 3, Unreal Tournament, uh, Soldier of Fortune. That's a callback. Uh, I, I didn't do that. I've never played a first-person shooter and been like, I'm really jaded all these first-person shooters that I've played. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't feel that when I played Destiny. I was like, I'm just jaded from first-person shooters. I've made this thing up in my head and I'm spreading around as fact. Don't be surprised when it's real. What you talking about, Eugene? This is two days in in a row now you've been spamming chat. Literally, no one is reporting on Sony acquiring probably Monster. Yeah, I've not seen anybody say that. I saw him put that on my comments, or they put that on my comments. You have a more than capable PC, 28Ti, that can run these games at high FPS. Why do you choose the platform that has a difficulty running some games at 60? What what games have come out that I've chosen to play on my console, and what of those games have struggled to hit 60? Can you name any games that I've done that with? Borderlands is an FPS, not just a shooter. Thank you for educating me on Borderlands, the game I cut my teeth live streaming on, the game I've played every single title that's come out. I needed I needed to be told that. Thank you. That information is very helpful in adjusting my position. Yeah, that's a I like that thumb creature. A Plague Tale Requiem. A Plague Tale Requiem had reports of running poorly and performance issues 
on PC. What do you what do you mean? I like me playing Plague Tale on my console does not substantiate some sort of a why are you why are you picking consoles? Like I I've not done that very often and that game struggled on PC. I saw numerous tech reports. That game had struggles. It wasn't optimized very well. They did something weird with the lighting. And I'll actually answer your question because I'm going to continue to do it for one simple reason. I hate gaming on PC. I hate it. Like, I don't like gaming on PC. There's always a problem. There's always a driver. There's always a patch. There's always something I've got to go and configure. You know what I do when I boot up a game on my PS5? I play the video game. (laughs) That's what I do. I don't do anything else. I don't have to go into the settings and check refresh rates and and texture settings and any of that. I don't have to do any of that. I play the video game. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. I hate playing games on my PC. I do. I, I absolutely despise it. I struggle with capture as a streamer. I, I, I deal with refresh rate issues sometimes because of, like, using a capture card. Like, I don't deal with any of that when I play on my console. I actually have to turn VSync on because of how I capture gameplay. If I don't turn VSync on, I get screen tearing. And I don't have any issues. Plague Tale Requiem is a terrible example, Vig. I mean, you have to be honest about that. Plague Tale Requiem struggling to run at 60 is not an example of like, why are you playing games on console? They struggle to run at 60 over there. No, they don't. Plague Tale was a garbage fire of optimization. That's on the devs. That's on the devs. I, I've not had any issues with the games I choose to play on, P, on on my console. I've not had any issues at all. I don't, I don't know. Now, there aren't very many multi-platform games that I've done that with, but I love playing games on my PS5 and my Series X. I just, I don't have to think about it. I just boot, I just boot up and go, baby. You know? It's the dev's fault. Well, I mean, listen, when every tech analysis of your game is that it can't maintain 60 FPS anywhere, then yes, that's the devs. Gotham Knights had tech analysis on every platform that it landed on. <clears throat> and so did and so did Playtale. Yes, that's the dev's fault. I know you're dialing in the meme about, oh, it's the dev's fault. When when something struggles to run on the Series S, but runs fine everywhere else. Saying that's the dev's fault is fandom. That's not factual. But if you look at the game on PS5, Series X, and PC, and it has performance issues on all three platforms, then yes, that's on the devs. Games will come back to 30, already started, false. I don't know, you know what? You know why people keep making that prediction? Because they want to cope with the fact that Gotham Knights runs at 30 and that Plague Tale struggled to run beyond 30 and that I think, this is what I think is happening. I've already got people leaving comments like this on my videos and you know what's happening? You're getting ready to cope with Starfield at 30. It's preemptive cope is all it is. Like, just in case Starfield runs only at 30, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to I'm going to run with some narrative that like, "Oh no, man, games are reverting back to 30. It's already happening." Where? Where? Two poorly optimized pieces of garbage? That's your evidence? 
I don't have to cope. I have a PC. Okay, well, I've seen people leaving those comments, and I'm here to tell you I, it's not rooted in any market observation or technical analysis. It's purely, I'm worried that you're going to see a 30 FPS game land on the Series X. So I'm going to say, yeah, that's where the market's going. Really? Where have you seen that? 120 hertz mode for Modern Warfare 2. That's a pretty industry standard game. 60 FPS modes in virtually every game that's come out for PS5. Not virtually every game. Every game that's come out for the PS5. Like, we're not going back to 30 FPS. The people that keep selling that to you are coping with Gotham Knight's garbage fire performance, and they're worried that that's going to happen with Starfield. Yeah, that Eurogamer.net, why the return of 30 FPS console games is inevitable. I wish I would have reacted to that article. No, absolutely not. That's just pure and utter copium with crap optimiz- optimized games. Use they I mean they got Plague Tale as their as their their picture, their target picture. No. Absolutely not. You're listing PS4 games they brought to PS5. OIM, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Forza, Gran Turismo, those are PS4 games they brought to the PS5? Really? And, oh, we're going to act like, oh, yeah, Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. They're basically PS4 games. No, they're not. You can't can't substantiate your claim with industry standards. So what, you're going to take a cheap shot at the fact that, what, like a couple of the mainstay games that hit PS5 were originally designed with assets and engine pieces from the PS4 that doesn't substantiate the claim that like oh we're heading back to 30 FPS days absolutely not you know what else people typically say about console generations that the devs get better at creating games for the consoles later in the generation so we're two years in and the PlayStation devs haven't had a single problem trotting out 60 FPS games so they're going to get better at developing for the PS5 aren't they aren't they Sorry, I'm thanking my mama, my mama, my wife. Thanks, mama. I call her mama. Thanking my wife for bringing down my lunch. (laughs) Thanks, mama. I mean, if you didn't have issues with Plague Tale, great, but I looked at all the tech analysis. Like, imagine substantiating your position that 30 FPS games are inevitable and substantiating it with games that are so poorly optimized. Like, what a terrible argument. What a terrible argument. Just realistically saying that when games become more advanced, the FPS will drop back down to 30. No. No. You're missing the forest for the trees. It's really easy to prove you wrong. It's extremely easy to prove you wrong. All you have to do is look at a game like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, right? That's all you have to do is look at that. They push the envelope, they push all this new stuff, ray tracing, all this stuff with the resolution, and you can choose to run that mode at 30, but then you can choose to have a 60 FPS mode. That's the standard. Acting like we're going to lose that going forward in this generation I'm not trying to be disrespectful but that's stupid to think that 
That's the standard right now. We're two years in to this generation, and we get 4K ray tracing 30 FPS or performance mode 60, and you think we're going to lose that going forward. Why? Why? What, What would be the reason for that? Yeah, and Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty, 120 hertz mode. We're seeing that too. We're seeing 120 hertz, 40 FPS modes coming out. Come on. Weezy says, you made me remember that last gen was x86, and as that gen progressed, we didn't have any real breakthroughs can't even argue against it what are you trying to say wheeze that might before we run too long we're 10 till i scheduled it for 15 after my lunch was late <clears throat> hang on let me close all this stuff Um, compare God of War 2018 to Bloodborne Last of Us 2 to Last of Us Remaster no what Zubair is saying which is correct is unlike the PS3 generation the capabilities have been known for almost over a decade you'll see it's not unreasonable to think that as time goes on, your hardware will not be as good and you'll lose either your 4K or your 60. You'll not have them both. It's amazing how bad you are at listening. <laughs> I didn't say anything about 4K 60. I said the industry standard right now is 4K ray tracing at 30, and then I can turn that off and get a 60 FPS mode. We're not going to lose that. And your response is, you're going to lose 4K or 60 or your 60 FPS? What are you talking about? There is no 4K 60 right now. Oh, I don't have my camera hooked up. Mike, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Hang on one second. I got to turn on streamer mode. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Where is that? Streamer mode. Enable. That's my point, no 4K60 as games get more graphically demanding. So your point is that I'm not going to get 4K60, which I don't have right now in virtually any game. So your point is that you're not making a point. Oh, 
I'm trying to get this camera set up. Hang on. Okay, that's better. What do you think, Mike? Are we going to lose 60 FPS on games going forward on these consoles? Um, I mean, what do you mean, are we going to lose? Like, are our devs going to go start going backwards? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say we're going to lose it, but I, I want to say there's going to be... I think first-party title games will have that that feature of the 60 frames, but I think third-party games that produce for multiple systems, they might cut back on it, all depending on their dev time and what their resources are. You, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the next God of War is coming out and it's going to be 30 frames per second. No way in hell. Like I, I don't see that happening for first-party title stuff. Weezy says, I don't think we're going to lose it. <clears throat> and they, and the, go ahead. I know I, I know a lot of devs are, are trying to figure out ways to, you know, to make it look more pretty and stuff like that. So, like, I know you brought up Gotham Knights before, and but, like, if, if I, I believe if Gotham Knights was, wasn't supposed to be on the last-gen systems, I think they would have put more time into it, but they wasted their time making it for the last gen and then at the last second they're like peace out you know what i mean and then that that's what they were stuck at um so i don't know i think i think gotham lights could have been 60 frames per second but the dev time that they took to work on the other's past systems kind of ruined that for them i feel like whatever they did with the lighting too they baked in lighting changes that really hurt it yeah because they try to do they, they try to make it look better by i mean i mean even look at um when you see stuff at E3, like even Division, one Division back in the day, obviously it's not a 30-60 conversation, but it looks super pretty. The day before right now looks amazing, and then all of a sudden you look at the last uh, content that came out, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that lighting looks a lot different. That something Something's downgraded, right? So they, they have ambitions that they want to hit, but then they don't hit those, and they're like, all right, well, what can we cut back? And they're like, oh, the first thing to go is the frames per second type of thing. Mm-hmm. As people buy games for looks gamers play games for for frames per second but the average person buys oh man that looks pretty i'm gonna buy that yeah i definitely think that there are people who don't care but i just don't think that's going to be a standard that we lose like oh yeah i can't pick a 60 fps performance mode anymore no no i think it would still be there if anything uh, it might be the lower standard, and maybe down the line they'll they'll start advertising that. Oh, all our systems can hit 120 frames guaranteed, you know, type of thing. Who knows? Prowl sent us. Oh, I love Prowl. He's a nice guy. <clears throat> I think he's rated me a few times. Uh, oh yeah, we just had a huge spike in viewership. Oh my gosh! Thank you for sending people over here, Prowl. Brought 170 your way. We are getting ready to shift gears. We're going to do like a redirect and start a new show. Uh, it's going to look like this. My my friend and I here, 30 and so gaming. Make sure and support him as well. 30 NSG on the platform. Uh, covers a lot of stuff with like Transformers, Hogwarts, and other games. We're going to be debating Hogwarts Legacy live service debate. 
and debating on whether or not that game should go that way. So the Prowl Raid coming over. Thanks so much for coming over. Smash like, smash subscribe. Usually, I am in this scene having a conversation with my audience about, you know, all these different things that are going on in the industry. And this stream was about Fable and the rumors and stuff. Um, did you catch any of the show, Mike? What do you think about what's going on with Fable? And like, they're using an in-house engine and they still have to abide by these contract obligations with Microsoft. Are we looking at another Halo? I mean, I, I was a little worried when... I, I like Playground games. I, I like their... The, the Forza, the Forza game or a Horizon. I think they do beautiful work. But when someone says that they're making an RPG and they're a car making game, I'm like, uh, is that the is that the smartest move? I, I feel like when you say, is it, are we going to have another Halo incident here? Like, three four three was created to take what Bungie created, and we didn't know what the improving grounds were. And obviously, we know they still can't make a Halo game compared to what Bungie did. So I don't know. Uh, I think Playground Games is in a tough spot where they're, because they're owned by Microsoft, they were handed a game. I don't know if they bid for it. I don't know. Like, they're like, hey, yeah, yeah, we'll take Fable. I think they were more of, hey, uh, we really want to take Fable. Uh, we, we got this franchise that we have, and we need a, a company to make it. And they're like, hey, you know, you're you're done making these these uh, this car game. Why don't you uh, why don't you work on Fable for us? And they're like, uh, okay. You know, type of, type of situation where uh, Anthem had to use the Frostbite engine. Um, and it wasn't meant for that type of game, you know. I don't know. Start, start wedging it in there when it's not supposed to be. I th- th- those are the two games I thought of. I thought of Halo Infinite and I thought of Anthem. I was like, oh, here we go again. <clears throat> Engine mismatch, and you know, every eighteen months, your contract workers are walking out the door, and when you bring in new, what if they're not familiar Sorry, with the, what? Well, and what if they're not familiar with the Forza Tech right. engine? You know, right. That was yeah, a lively you're, you're, debate this morning. Yeah, you're 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 making people do certain things that they not comfortable doing, pushing them to the limits, which I think is in a in a in a workforce type of area, I think is actually pretty good because you want to push yourself to make yourself better. But at the same time, when you're got millions and millions of dollars put into something and you're like, Yeah, uh Ted just we just fired Ted. Uh Trevor, get in here. You, you gotta pick up what Ted was just doing. You're like, What was Ted doing? You know, you're like, Oh, he's working with this engine. You're like, I've never worked with that engine. You're like, tough, tough, Ted, get in there. You know, so it, it might be a little rough for, for the turnaround that they're doing. Apparently, they did bring people in from Lionhead, <clears throat> the people who've worked on Fable. So that's that's good news that they have people coming from the original, you know, team that worked on the title. Right. I don't know. I'm excited for Fable. I love the Fable series. But at the same time, I'm always... Uh, even though Game Pass is such a great thing, and I know this will be a huge debate, but I love Game Pass. I pay for Game Pass. My son... I, the reason I love it is because it's obviously uh, you know low cost for high value, right? I think it's hurting the industry, and I think a lot of the stuff though people won't see that they'll they'll just think that Game Pass is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But Game Pass itself, I feel like the standards drop because they have to make these games out for this, and if it doesn't matter, I'm not saying all the games that come out for Game Pass are bad. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter if it comes out broke or buggy, unfinished or not. You're only paying ten fifteen dollars for that service. And if you're upset about the game, you can just go play a different game where they're going to fix it over time, right? It's going to take time to fix it. And they're okay with that because they're just trying to keep you on that platform of Game Pass. So if you're not happy with this game, well, there's 100 other games that you can go try and play. And if you're satisfied with that game, then you're not really a problem. You're just going to keep on playing that game. So, Yeah, I think there's even concerns about that. Like, if, if... 
if you're just throwing content at people on that, <clears throat> is that a concern? Are you going to end up with a bunch of games that are just sort of like, it looks good on a, on a placard, it looks good on advertising, but the games themselves start to dilute in quality? Look at Netflix. Look at streaming services just in general. Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta load it up with stuff. You got to make it make it appealing to people to pay that monthly fee of going, oh, look at all these, look at all this content I can watch. But majority of that stuff is low end tier content. It used to be in the bargain bin. Now it's on a, a streaming service, you know? And just so you guys know, like I'm not being rude eating lunch. The show hasn't started yet. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to wait. I'm going to wait for the show to start. And then I'm going to bring out a hoagie sandwich and I'm going to start eating on, on... <clears throat> Spaghetti. I'm gonna like start <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, you're like, hang on a second. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> like wiping your wiping your shirt sleeve for a napkin. Pull the lettuce out of my beard. Like it was a really great it was a really great podcast until he got out the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole episode. Good point. All of strong make was. Damn. What a bib. Oh. This is actually oh, a really good sandwich from a restaurant we ate at last night. Yesterday, yesterday's conversation when you were talking about the... Uh, what was the conversation? I said I have dibs. Oh, it was Redfall. When you talk about Redfall. Yeah. And I was just like... I, I brought that up. I remember... I, I, I thought it was on this uh, the podcast that we did with, with, with Ginger. Right? When they first announced Redfall, we, we like brought it up. And I said, I think it's bad because the progression is... Like left behind, you have to play single player the whole time before you jump in with a friend. Because I, I gave an example last night, right? Let's say both me and you are playing, right? And you're you're a normal schedule. You're not a streamer. We're just we're just buds, right? And I can only play eight hours a week of gaming, and you can play eight hours a week, but our eight hours don't sync up. Okay, mm-hmm. only two hours a week only sync up. So day one. I come in and we both play for two hours with, with with each other, right? You're the host. I'm I'm with your game, and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I want to play again, and I jump into my game, but now I'm single player because you're working, and now I have to play the exact same two hours I just played with you again, right? So now I'm losing two hours more of my time because now I'm in my own game. Now I'm the progressing through the story, right? And then I, now when I play with you. Now, let's say I played just a little longer, and now I'm, I'm playing with you again, and now I have to play the same mission that I just played that you didn't play yet, and I'm losing time again. So now the eight hours is really down to like three and a half hours of, of the week. And I'm like, all right, well, that's kind of that's kind of frustrating, right? It's a stupid it's a stupid game mechanic to have, especially in a, in in this day and age. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I argued pretty strongly that it's just it's failing at the fundamentals of a co-op game and i had people telling me oh no 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 it's not really a co-op game i'm like literally just the description in the trailer says co-op. Yep. it says it's a co-op game like what are you talking about <clears throat> thank you nova for 15 months guys make sure and smash the like button and get ready to shift gears i'll put a link in chat in just a brief moment we're going to redirect to the new show mike and i are going to have a debate about hogwarts legacy should it be live service or not i almost just put hogwarts legacy debate on the thumbnail and I was like, mm. <laughs> we might get a very different crowd if I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll come in. I'm a, I'm, I'm totally embracing when I play that game. People are going to come in and 
call me whatever because I'm playing a video game. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take the stance of, well, I'm playing a game, so that means I'm exactly what you say I am. Like, I, just be, you know what I mean? It's so stupid. But yeah, I see yeah. people already. I see big, big streamers already making like eulogies on on Twitter to say like, you know, to defend themselves when they start playing the game. I'm like, oh, for God's sakes! I was like, this is the problem. Just play the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is a good prologue to the show. I'm never going to try to convince somebody that they ought to play. So maybe don't try to convince me that I ought not. Right, right. It's that that simple. You you do you, I'll do me, and then uh, we'll work together, right? Like, you go your separate ways. If you don't like me playing the game, then just don't watch me, right? If 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 you're okay with me playing the game, then just watch me. You don't have to make it a big thing. Can we just burn Twitter? (laughs) Yeah, well. I don't think Twitter's the actual problem. I think it's a a lot of other things there, but Twitter is is a gateway to get in there. I think people are just becoming really accustomed to, ironically sort of creating imperatives you know people spend a lot of time talking about how you can't push your beliefs on me you can't you know don't do that that's not right and then a couple weeks later that's what they're doing they're just creating these imperatives yeah you ought not to play that okay what happened think about this what what happened to what you said a week ago they're upset for something somebody said and and then they're saying that she's making it being like a bully. And then yet they're going to go to other people that disagree with them so they can bully them. Like, hello, can, can, you, <laughs> can you see, can you see the actual problem? What was that organization that like grand opening, grand closing, uh, what bully hunters? <laughs> yes. Yes. Grand opening, grand closing. It's so, it's so stupid that you can't see exactly what's in front of your face but you're like that's the problem and then you are that problem and <laughs> we're the peaceful gang what do you do we spread a message of peace well what's yeah. the baseball bat for this <laughs> this right this, this is how, it's, how we agree, do it this is how, how peace is, is done you don't agree with us we're gonna take a piece out of your face mafia is very peaceful very peaceful <laughs> It'd be a shame if your shop got all busted up. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could protect you. We could protect you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to do, Chad. Here's what we're going to do. Let me make sure redirect set up. Okay. It is. It's set up. I'm going to put a link in the Discord. And I'm going to tweet out a link as well. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. We're going to peacefully beat you up. You'll be in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's hey, hey, see. Can I get a request? Creature, can you can you change that name down below? Do we need it to be 30 NSG? Yeah. Yeah. Are you keeping he, th- are you keeping 30 NSG? I, I am right now. Yeah. I know he's trying to convince me to keep I mean this channel, this name is still happening. 30 and still gaming, but uh, 30 NSG is the main channel, so might as well put it up there as the 
as the thing. I kind of like, it reminds me of what I tried to do in a bygone era, radio call sign, right? <clears throat> with with 30 NSG. Welcome back to 30 SN, yeah, 30 NSG radio, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Son of a mother. <laughs> I mean, look, it still stands for 30 N still gaming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing with the channel, the, the, the main channel that I originally had, 30 and Still Gaming. He wants me to move my my name over there, but I don't know if I want to do it. I'm trying to be stubborn. Creature and I are experts at moving things around. <laughs> yeah. We're experts at it, bro. At this point, we might have developed a compulsion for it. We're like, maybe, maybe we should take all of our channels and just switch them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're in the talks right now of changing <laughs> the one to the other, the other to this one, change that name, put it here, like wait three weeks and then change the name to. Maybe, maybe if we delete 13 million views worth of videos, that's the secret. <laughs> we're, we're becoming we're becoming addicted to it, I think. We just love the chaos. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it, it's like starting a new Minecraft map, right? You're just excited because it's a brand new thing that you can start doing the exact same thing again. That. All right, I'm going to send a tweet. <clears throat> and then I'm going to spam the link in chat, guys. If you don't like writing the redirect, the redirect basically when this video ends... It will take you to, um, it'll take you to the new one. And, uh, if you don't like writing the redirect, I will, uh, provide you with a link in chat. Just give me a brief moment. Take care of all of the, the tweeting. Okay. Okay. All right. Click that link in chat if you prefer that. And then we'll sit, we're going to sit here silent for, I don't know five or seven seconds and then I'm going to jump right into it. Excuse me. Hogwarts Legacy being right around the corner. Many curious about the ongoing nature of the game. Will there be DLC, seasons, downloads? We know there's no microtransactions but there is the ability to buy a little bit of more content if you buy the deluxe edition you get the black arts practice arena uh, not just the black arts everybody gets access to the black arts but the black arts practice arena will be included in that and I'm going to debate with my friend here 30 and still gaming every Friday we're going to try and do a show together where we take a topic from the week or a discussion and hash it out and today's going to be a bit more of a debate format if you're familiar with what we do we typically just kind of bat something back and forth but I wanted to debate with him the live service debate i'm going to end the previous stream that was about fable 4 and bring everybody over and we appreciate everybody who supported that stream or 